You're listening to the Geek Out Loud podcast, your safe place to geek out. Previously on Geek Out Loud. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I forgot we were doing an email. <laughs> I was just arguing with you. Thank heaven. <laughs> You thought you thought we were just arguing over Doctor Who and the Clone Wars? <laughs> <laughs> because they, that's what we always talk about outside the podcast, dude. Usually it's just you whining, going, "Please record with me." <laughs> Not fair! Not fair! That's not how things roll. I wonder if the listeners are as confused as I am right now. That's not how things roll with us, dude. And you know it. You know it. You know it. You know it. Okay? I'm just saying Clone Wars. <laughs> okay. Now, I think you if you took a poll of the listeners, you would find, granted, Clone Wars is Star Wars, but I think people have trouble getting into it. I think you would find that more people uh, of your listening audience, the greatest listening audience, hmm. ever, hmm. more of them might be more in tune with Doctor Who than the Clone Wars. Okay, I'll admit we have a ton of... Doctor Who fans that listen to this show, tons of, of Doctor Who fans, and I'm not, my my point is not that Doctor Who is better than or worse than the Clone Wars. It's just that my suggestion, my personal suggestion, would be to catch up on Doctor Who before you catch up on the Clone Wars, and I'll I'll tell you why. Well, please tell me why. Tell me why ain't nothing but a heart. Tell me why ain't nothing but... Seriously, though, here's why. Clone Wars will be coming back with Season 4 sometime in September or October. Says Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Doctor Who won't be back until 2012. And it's I, coming back this fall. I saw an article that said there won't even be a full season the, in 2012. The next season. The next season. I don't understand British television. <laughs> they're taking a break, and, and they'll be back in with the second half of this season later I, on this year. I wish someone who understood British television was around. I'm just telling you, I don't. <laughs> I, it's coming back. They're talking about the next season. Robin, at this point, you're probably asking yourself, "Why won't these guys acknowledge me?" <laughs> you're probably thinking, "I have something to add to this conversation." <laughs> You might even understand why British television has wonky seasons of TV shows, but I bet you don't. You may even be getting frustrated that we haven't let you get your two cents worth in. You're probably even more surprised that I'm here. Well, I'm not here. That's right, Robin. Everything you thought was a live conversation between Steve and I was a cleverly constructed ploy to tell a story about your days with that other podcast we used to do. We went a long way for this joke. A very long way. And it all comes down to one simple fact. I'm Derek. I'm Steve. And you've just been staring. <laughs> Welcome to Geek Out Loud. What the heck is going on? <laughs> I just got incepted. <laughs> You're on the third <laughs> level, sir. <laughs> I'm in the stove looking around going, In the great hall of the Justice League. Of the Justice League.
Well, when you think about it, what can follow a joke like that or a Karate Kid love fest like the one Robin and I had? There's only one thing. It's Steve and Derek. Uh, as we discuss, uh, we start to discuss some summer movies this this episode. It's Green Lantern, along with your emails and comments and maybe even a little Muppet talk, because this is your safe place to geek out. This is the Geek Out Loud podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Geek Out Loud podcast. You did a great job. Hey, hey, good job. Yay! I'm I'm Steve. I'm Steve. I'm Steve. You're Derek. See you, Steve. See ya. <laughs> did you bring me a pizza? <clears throat> um, get you something really nice, like a chainsaw <laughs> or a book. You know, something really. Did really you nice. Did you bring me a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Derek Russell. I'm Steve Glosson. And I'm still Derek Russell. Apple. Apple. That's way inside right there, sir. Um, that, that's to the core. Hot yeah. pun. I'm fun. <laughs> Derek, welcome back to Geek Out Loud, man. Where'd I go? Well, you know, Robin filled in the other week talking s- some <laughs> karate kid. And, and people may not realize this, but you, sir, are the brains behind one of the greatest things we've ever done in my opinion this is a family show there's been there's been no comments about it or anything but when we got robin who robin the guy who was on the last episode you got batman sidekick on the last episode no robin burge he used to be uh in the last season of that one show we used to do he was um he was a co-host i must have forgotten that he and joe humrick you know joe Oh, Joe. Joe. He's got good hair. Yeah, he is great. Um, yeah, you need to change your Twitter avatar. I do. That's what, you know, that's what Geek Out Loud was telling me today on Twitter. I didn't know it would become sinient. You yeah, know, it's, I, it's, it's creeping me it's out. kind of scary. kind of scary. So, it's like the Turk. Yeah. Run, Steve Gloss. <clears throat> what run! should I change my avatar to? <clears throat> Ellison. Ellison. <laughs> And just start a thing where Geek Out Loud is pursuing me. <laughs> <laughs> there are like more than three dots in the background of that avatar. <laughs> you thought three dots were bad. Just wait to see all those on Geek Out Loud, man. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Every time she sees that hamburger bun, Sarah Connor just trips out. <laughs> Sesame Seed. Look at all the dots. It means something. What did that? Maybe, ever, that, maybe hey. that we could open that up on on um on the show here. What's that? People should email in and tell me what, what they think you should change your avatar well, to, and on the next Twitter episode we'll thing. we'll pick the best. We'll we'll, un- we'll read all the submissions. We'll unveil it. Yeah. Okay. Um, can I ask so you? Do that. Can I ask you something real quick? Totally yeah, unrelated. What did the three dots ever end up meaning anything? Ash told me one time they were going to end up being the Cyberdyne logo. Oh, okay. Huh. But they but didn't they, end up meaning oh, anything. You know, strange things happen at the one-two point. Yeah, well, yeah. 
and the Turk and what we and beheld. And at the 222 point, you get canceled. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's been on sci-fi, apparently. Have you watched any of it? I it, have not. It got canned again. Again like, on sci-fi? How about a slap in the face is that? It's like, we hmm. picked up all the um, syndication rights for Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles. We're going to air them for a mo. You're not watching them? Okay, we're going to cancel it again. <laughs> we I saw a tweet from Josh Friedman the other day. Maybe I've already talked about this. I, feel I, like I, I remember have. this being on yeah. the show. So never mind. Let's let's move that's, that's on. A, that's a moo point. Yeah, that's it's like a cow's opinion. Let's move. It's move. Um, let's move on to then something else and, and just kind of talk about how you're doing. Hey. How, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. I, um, we, we were discussing Robin. Yes, that's right. And the joke. That's right. That's where joke. we were going. Yeah, Somehow that was that was all your brainchild, sir. Well, <laughs> he's he's lovable, but he he does he is a little um, gullible. He gets so excited. He's like a child. I mean, if you told him his his name was written on the ceiling, he'd check it out. He's like a child. I love him to death. He d- he does have a very childlike wonderment about him, and um, yeah. So so there had been a couple of occasions where he had thought we were having a conversation and leaving him out during recording. <laughs> Little did he know he was just listening to something previously recorded. So we were just like, we could get him easily. And we did. We did. I, my favorite part of that whole bit was when Robin says, um, I wonder if everyone listening is as confused as I am right now. Uh, I do love that. But my favorite part is when my, you first hear my voice, he goes, oh, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> when did you get here? He was so excited. He's like, um, and he just keeps going, um, um. My only regret is we didn't get to use all the stuff we recorded. Yeah, yeah. So many great. Shut up, Robin. Shut yes. up. Yeah, we. Robin, shut up, Derek. <laughs> I mean, we we had we had planned for. We'd gone to war. Yeah, you know, we were. You stopped. know, but you know, he didn't. Um, he never really tried to break in too much. No, so. he didn't, which surprised me because previously. On oh, Star Wars. Oh. <clears throat> um, he had kept trying to interject the whole time, and maybe he learned his lesson, and that was the whole point. Mm-hmm. Because the, the, the second time he was like, I want to talk to me! <laughs> hey! Why won't you talk to me? <laughs> you know, if they're like rocking in the corner, like, well, then I can't, nobody can hear me. Should I use my powers of invisibility for good or evil? Oh, man. It turned out it turned out pretty good though. I thought it I thought it was pretty funny. Apparently nobody else thought it was that funny because I've seen no comments about it whatsoever. Uh, no, I haven't either. And so I, I guess wish, it was just us. I, yeah, I, I wish people would let me know what they thought about it. They're probably like, "Oh, they're so mean. They're so mean." They're like, "We wasted six minutes on that crap." <clears throat> so, goodness. Um. So yeah. Well, so that's what I've been up to. My goal in life is to somehow just expose Robin Burge. At all costs. Expose him for what? Whatever. Okay. It doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> um, Whatever I can do to just put that out there. Well, hey, we got emails? We we do. We do. Before we jump into Later. that, though, I I wanted to ask if you... I was you'd... trying to segue. I know. I screwed it up. <laughs> I know. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I didn't send you a rundown or anything. God, I hate me. Um, What have you seen? Huh? Huh? It's a dunder Haitian. He, um, he doesn't a, even know it. It's Ban Bandigger. Um, 
What are you talking about? Did you have a seizure? <laughs> um, have you seen the Muppets trailer, the official Muppets trailer? No, you know, I missed it. Oh, well, you should check that out. All right, let's jump into some emails. I, have, I do happen to be the one that texted you earlier and be like, that needs to be one of the topics. Yes, yes. But no, I never saw it. I just thought maybe that should be one of the topics. I, just Well, I figured we could talk about it. Because, you know, our love for the Muppets is... Knows no bounds. Well, knows no bounds, and it's no secret on the show. You know, everyone I mean, knows. No, no qualms. Yeah. No qualms. Right. Everyone... Huh? What? Everyone is is aware how much. There's two we, things we didn't get to talk about. What's that? What else? The the Green Lantern Muppet. Well, trailer. I was yeah, I was gonna go. I was gonna go I down. I suck at segways. <laughs> I was gonna go down twice. <laughs> hey, I got an idea. Next time you leave this whole thing because okay. I'm not doing too too out of job at this. All right. Well, you know we had the uh, we had the Green with Envy trailer, which was kind of like a. Um, Romantic. Uh, yeah, rom- a romantic comedy. A rom-com, if you will. Rom-com. A rom-com trailer. Rom-com. And and it had the great moment where it's like Jason Segel, Amy Adams, Kermit the F- Frog. And, um, and then, of course, you know, it let us know it was a Muppet movie and everything. And then there was a second one that, to me, wasn't quite as funny. It was... Um, it was it like was, The Hangover. Yeah, it was a takeoff of like The Hangover trailer, whatever, The Fuzzy Pack is back. Um <clears throat> and then there was uh, there was there was this one. In brightest day, in darkest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who laugh at my lack of height beware my banjo, green froggy's light. <clears throat> Sorry about that, guys. Uh, something in my throat. We need you. Come on, guys, let's go. <laughs> It's not easy. Muppets, it looks like the joke's about to be on them. If I didn't know better, I'd say you were reciting some sort of an important plot point. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 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 stop. Is this another Muppet trailer parody? Why don't we just show a real trailer? I mean, what are we hiding? Did we make the movie in Swedish or something? Not in Swedish. Not in Swedish. We promise. We promise. <laughs> it's uh, uh, it was just, it was really cool. Was that Ryan Reynolds at the beginning? By the way, it sounds. It sounds like just him, like I, him. It's it, not. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, but uh, they that was a lot more footage in there than what we'd seen. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of running, and then you kind of get a bit of the plot point. You know, and I love that Statler. If I didn't know any better, that's <laughs> it. You were reciting an important plot point. <laughs> And, I love uh, they're there with the bear. Yes, yes. Uh, the goat? The goat? The remote. Oh, the remote. Okay, here you go. Here you <laughs> go, sir. Here's your remote. Um, yeah, so that came out, and I love the fact that uh, that that he dubbed in. Is this another Muppets parody trailer? Yeah, you know, that yeah. they, were, they were getting the joke, and I, I could have done with a few more parody trailers. To be honest with yeah, you, I think I'm that, glad we finally got an official I am too. One I am too because finally the other, gosh, when did this come out? Uh, about two weeks ago from the time of recording. I'd, I'd say so. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, we got this. We're trying to get the old gang back together again. We haven't done this in a long time. Your fans never left you. The world hasn't forgotten. Sure, it's impossible, but we've got to try. 
It's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to meet the Muppets. Yes! Come on, guys, let's go! <laughs> These wow. are the Muppets. I can't believe we're all back together. Yeah! Sorry, I was super excited. The Muppets have always been about artistic integrity, not cheap tricks. Check it out, fart shoes. <laughs> this is going to be a really short movie. Throw me over. I think that's an electric fence. Throw me over. <laughs> it's an electric fence. Yup. <laughs> there will be adventure. Maybe you don't need the whole world to love you, you know? Maybe you just need one person. Oh, Kami, 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 Kami! There will be heroes. I don't care what anybody says. I believe in you. And you. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> there will be driving. You think we should have rented a bigger car? This Thanksgiving, <laughs> there's no movie like a Muppet movie. Jason Segel, Amy Adams, Kermit the Frog, and Miss Piggy. Ow, that hurt! The Muppets. Get ready for Muppet domination. Now, the one thing I've heard some people talking about from that trailer is that they have built this city on rock and roll, and there, and there were some complaints that there's not original Muppet music in the movie. There is, but but from what I understand, most of the soundtrack, if not all, is going to be like original Muppet songs and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, there's original. I, like I said, I know one scene. You know, you've seen that scene where they're out in front of like El Capitan and right, LA, yeah. and they're all dancing. Apparently, that's a huge dance number to Manamana. Do, does it? Do you think it starts in the car there? I, I don't think that that's actually playing in the car. I think that's just oh. the trailer. I think that's just a trailer joke. I don't know. I, I think it would be great. I hope if it, it, was, I hope but it I, is. I don't think that that's real. And who is that robot driving the car? By the way, I have no idea. <laughs> that cracked me up more than anything. I was like, "What? What is that about?" They're just sitting there, and Floyd finally goes, "You think we should have rented a bigger car?" Um, I love scooters in there. Yes. Well, I've, and I've seen at least two shots of Ralph yes, playing the piano. Yep. And the Swedish chef I, is Swedish <sighs> chef's all over. He's all and over. I saw one person worried that there wasn't going to be any Pepe, but I've seen Pepe. I've seen Pepe in there as in, well. In, one, in the big group shot, there's yeah. a shot of Pepe, yeah. so I know he's in there somewhere. Um, the uh, Okay. It just, I mean, everything, like all the little clips and everything, it just feels like your classic Muppet movie, mm -hmm. you know, and the fact that they're referencing the Muppet Show theme song and all that other stuff. Oh, look, I love Amy Adams so much more after she kind of like started singing. Singing, the, yes. I was like, hello, Lois. I just, yeah, I just love Amy Adams, period, though. She's I mean, good. I just, I, she is awesome. And I, there is, there has not been a movie that I've been looking forward to this much mm -mm. since mm -mm. years. I mean, literally years. Um, just because of the, the, the way they have built it up. And it, I know it's been mostly online, but, oh, it's just so good. Very like, They really should have released some of these parody trailers in theaters. And 
I guess they really didn't. I didn't think about that. Yeah, but. and got some real buzz going and everything. And um, you know, because as great as the internet is, you you've got to do a little bit more. I think to well to, that that green with envy trailer uh, poster would have been funny to put yes, up in yeah in in actual theaters even though that Kermit the Frog is so freaking hard to find he is he is it I took didn't... me an hour <laughs> I'm like rotating it I thought it was, I thought the the leaves created one of those like 3D eye oh really so you, you stared at it like the dude in the mall yeah, rats staring at it like looking for the sailboat and mall <laughs> someone walked by I'm like oh Kermit <laughs> he's like on the leaf like the Easter Bunny's not real. Um, so, but we know he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, like, just if for no other reason than the sheer amount of Muppets that are in these shots, you know, I, t- I think of the last Muppet movie we had, which was Muppets from Space, and at the beginning in the opening scene, yeah, you got a lot of, in the house. Yeah, you got a lot of you got a lot of quick shots and everything, but here. It feels like in different places at different times, there's a lot of them there. Yeah. And that, really all in, when you came down to the plot of Muppets from Space, all you had was your main players. Right. And then like Rizzo and Pepe. Yep. You didn't have a lot. Which, you know, ever since Muppets Take Manhattan, Rizzo's become kind of a main player. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and Pepe has, I mean, he's become one of the poster children for the Muppets. Uh, to be he honest, came on after Muppets Tonight started. Yeah. On Disney. Yeah. Well, he had some of the best lines of Muppets from Space. He did. When that Build a jacuzzi. Yeah. And they will come, okay? They will come. <laughs> when he, uh, okay? <laughs> when, when, <laughs> when the little egg lands and everyone's like, oh, that's really small. And he's like, shh, it could be filled with chocolate. Um, I, uh, sitting in the jacuzzi and, and Rizzo's having second thoughts. like, maybe we should tell him. He's like, huh, you tell him and I will smack you. <laughs> I was smacky like a bad, bad doggy, okay? I, he had some of the best lines. <laughs> he did. <laughs> oh, man. But okay. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. This is one of those <clears throat> movies that if somehow, some way, I got a bootleg copy of it before it came out, I would watch it, and then I would still go pay to see it in the theaters probably 10 or 15 times. You think we could... We've got a few months here. You think we can somehow get invited to the premiere? I, you know, I don't know of any other podcast that's doing as much to promote this movie as we are. I'm going to have to agree with you there. Also, there's got to be press on the red carpet. (laughs) Kermit! Kermit! Steve, geek out loud. How you doing, buddy? Oh, my God. You know they'd be on the red (gasps) carpet. I tweeted today that my life goal is to now just have my picture made with the Muppets and, like, talk to the Muppets. I saw you were specifically saying Elmo, right? No. Okay. I saw a picture with Elmo, and it got me thinking I retweeted it. Because, you know, he's the one you always see. Right. But, like, Damien's got his picture with, like, the with actual Grover. Grover. Yes. And I covet that so badly. Oh, my gosh. I, you know. Uh, but you know they would be on the red carpet. You know they would do they'd that. They'd have Disney to be. would do that. Yeah. They'd have to be. So, surely, I mean, we've got our press credentials. Surely we could, you know. I'm working on this. We're going to the Muppet premiere. <laughs> You're calling it right now, huh? We're, we're going to be there. Okay, well. Listen, do I ever not get anything I set my mind to? I Don't I, answer that. But secondly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. We, Tom Welling. We. Shut up. <laughs> we. I got Joe Hummer with Tom Welling. That's true. I did that. Well done. We're going to the Muppet premiere. I hear you. Well, I'm all about it. Then. Will Let's, you do it? Yeah, I'll do it. 
I will skip Thanksgiving with the family to be at the Muppet premiere, no problem. Well, you know it'd be a few weeks before that. Yeah. Still, I'm just saying what I'm willing to do. <laughs> as long as we can eat somewhere. Yeah, yeah in okay. and out Burger. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you know, why would they have it? I mean, there might be like a special premiere down at Walt Disney World or something. They could, but I doubt it. I'm sure I almost because that El Capitan Theater is Disney oh, owned. Yeah, yeah. They show Disney movies there. I feel like that it'll be at the El Capitan. Yeah, well, as we hear about it, I'm sure we'll talk about it because we love the Muppets. We do. And, and I think we're promoting them more than anybody else right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. What other podcast on the internet is talking Muppet movie uh, for 15, 20 minutes at a clip? <clears throat> okay. Okay. So here's what you need to do as the greatest podcast listening audience in the universe. Even if you didn't hear about the Muppets from us, email Disney and say, hey, I heard about the Muppets from this awesome podcast. They're really giving you guys a lot of publicity. You should look into it. And then, you know, send them our way. Yeah, just put in Disney in your email address bar, and it'll get to them. It'll, it'll send. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> or the internet works like that. That's how, it, uh, yes, that's how Whenever it works. Whenever I want to send something to Steve, I just say Steve, and he goes, yeah. 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 All right. Well, with okay. that, Derek, let's jump into some emails. I'm excited to be going to the Muppet premiere. Say that one more time. I just got my confirmation right there. We're going. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah. you heard it here first. <laughs> I said Disney. Geek Out Loud News be at the Muppet Mirror, and they said, okay. Okay. <laughs> awesome. You sure didn't say uh, email not sent or something? That's not getting to semantics, yeah. really. It's, I hear you. We're going. Um, Even if we're, like, on the other side of the barricade, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see here. Let's, where, are we gonna, where do we want to start? Probably in the inbox. Right, thank you. Mm, so much. Uh, we got to get something clear. A, few, a couple of episodes ago, we got a letter from a guy named E.T. And he phoned home? Right, and I thought it was Aaron. I thought it was a female. Well, here we go. Hey, Steve. I think there may have been some confusion as to my name slash ginger on the low-key epiversary. Ginger? Uh, gender. Gender. Hey, good job. Thank you. Did I say ginger? You said ginger. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe he's a ginger. Maybe he, says, he is. My Maybe name is, is actually Ethan. I always forget that it's my initials on the email header. I'm also, in fact, a dude. Just wanted to clear that up. Sorry, Ethan. And I was wondering if you and Derek would go into an in-depth discussion about Kingdom Come. You talked about it briefly on an episode of Shoo, that other show. Um, <clears throat> uh, the one you guys did for the episode, an episode of that other show, I believe. An episode of... Mm, that other show, which coincidentally was the reason I ever started reading comics in the first place. Anyway, just wanted to correct my mistaken identity. See ya, Steve. And that's from Ethan. Ethan. Not so he wants us to discuss Kingdom Come? Yeah, we've talked a little bit about Kingdom Come in the past and other places. Uh, Derek, what are your thoughts about the old Elseworld story, Kingdom Come? It is my favorite graphic. Is it cliche? It's my favorite graphic novel of all time. I don't know that's cliche because I've heard a lot of different comic podcasts and people never mention Kingdom Come as one of their favorites. Okay. Well, it's mine. So I love it. I, I, Alex Ross, I think that was some of his best, um, best artwork. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you felt like he and, was it Mark Wade that wrote it? 
Yeah, who, I think so. Who wrote that mess? Google that. Google it. Get on that. Um, Google Kingdom Come. <laughs> Actually, you, you can do that on Google now. Are you just speaking? Yeah, it's Mark Waite. Um, Where is it? Hold on. I want to do this. Kingdom Kingdom Come. What it, what it say? No speech heard. Ah, uh, stupid speeches. Because Steve's getting all my speech. Sorry. Kingdom come. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's a good idea. <laughs> all right, hold on. Okay, you said... <laughs> right. this, is, this is compelling podcasting. Let me press the button. Okay. I'm going to go one, two, three, go. Okay. Click right. it. All okay. Right. One, two, three. You didn't say go. Say it. Oh, go. What? Uh, I'm not gonna repeat what it came up with. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> let me let me try that again. You said you'd say go. You said okay, you'd I'll say, say go. Okay, go. Go one, two, three. Oh, wait, Kingdom <laughs> Come. <laughs> it's finding all your audio. Okay. All right, here we go. I'm okay. just gonna say go. You say Kingdom Come. Okay. All right. All right. Go. Kingdom Come. This sucks. Continue. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, it was... It was Mark Wade. <laughs> it was Mark Wade. Yes, it definitely was. I typed it out real fast, and there it was. Um, Google. Mark Wade writing, and... Uh, <laughs> quit trying to talk to it. Uh, and Alex Ross doing the art, the, the painting style that he does, and it was just... Uh, it was... Especially then, it was very new for the time that it was released. You know, it nothing... Was kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah like Ron Burgundy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and it's a for those of you who don't know, quick synopsis. It is a look into a possible future of the DC universe where heroes have become almost. Oh, you know, help me out, Derek. Villainy is just almost done away with, and now the heroes are just kind of fighting amongst themselves. Well, Kansas is a prison. Is that that's not for, quite yet for that, metahumans? Well, that's what happens when Superman comes back on the scene. Well, it's kind of because Kilowog came around, came along. Not Kilowog, excuse me. That's uh, <laughs> Kilowog's a Green Lantern. What? <laughs> it's the villain I'm trying to think of. Uh, K- K- Gog. Yeah. Uh, and um, is it Gog or Magog? It's Magog. Magog. Is that right? Yes. Magog. 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 <laughs> Maglog. <laughs> anyway. Um. Well, you know, you really have to start back at a previous point before this, because, like, Lois Lane's killed, Jimmy Olsen's killed. Well, you find all this out in the course of the story. Right. And 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 that's why Superman has actually withdrawn himself from the, the rest of the world. And he's living in... Uh, the Fortress of Solitude. Basically, living in the for- farm. But he's, he's created Smallville. Right. Within the Fortress of Solitude, and like a hologram, and all of the superpowered people on the outside have just kind of they've gotten out of hand. You know, they they've gone from kind of being, you know, they they have no regard for the humanity around them. They, you know, they just run into well, Green Lantern's become like a god. Yep. The Flash has is is has now begun moving so fast he can't stop himself. He's literally just a blur. Yeah, you know, um, his city's okay. Um, but for Batman the, has be, has is like policing Gotham with right. bat robots. Yep, and and so 
and everything else is just kind of in, in, in some semblance of chaos. And so Wonder Woman comes to Superman to get him to step out of retirement, basically. And Superman comes on the scene to try to, you know, crack some heads and get everyone under control. Well, meanwhile, there's some forces at work behind the scenes that this is just playing right in their hands. And, um, you know, and they're going to discredit superhumans and everything once and for all while taking over the world. And, of course, that's led by none other than, you know, Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a—it's not quite a post-apocalyptic tale, and it's not really a—it's not really a dark, dark take on things. But it's—it's it's very much. It throws some some elements at you. It has some religious elements. Yes, and very religious things that are very very cool. Yeah. I think that, that they tie it all together really well. It's, I mean, the things when it come out like 95? ninety five, yeah, ninety four, ninety four, maybe. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got some age on it. Yeah. But it's still like. Well, a few if, years. If it came out today, you wouldn't think anything about it. Well, a like few. It, it's yeah. not dated. Right. And, and a few years back, um, DC actually started to kind of push everything toward that becoming actual continuity for their future. You know, and then all the 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 infinite crisis and the final crisis and everything began to happen, and so. You know that kind of got swept away, but and it became, I think, one of the Earths in the multiverse. But mm-hmm. you know, point being that it was for its, you know, in the mid '90s, it was it was this, it was just one of the bright points of the '90s, you know, uh, in in comicdom, and it's and it, it's like you say, it's timeless. It lasts forever. You can pick it up, and you won't feel lost. You won't feel out of place if you know superheroes at all, and even if you know just the Super Friends. Alex Ross is heavily influenced by that old cartoon show. Um, to the point that in in this you'll see nods to the Hall of Justice, the Legion of Doom headquarters. Um, you know you'll see these things, and 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 there's even some little Marvel characters thrown in 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 the very background of like where there's huge huge shots of a bunch of uh, a bunch of superheroes or superpowered people. Um, he he slipped in a few Marvel characters here and there, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So it's it's art that you can look at and just kind of gaze over. You know, the specter is very plays very heavily into it. Um, you know, it is. Is it a Superman story? At its heaviest, yeah. I agree. I mean, that's. I mean, I think it is. I think it's a super. You know, you definitely get the sense. I mean, I guess you could argue it's a Justice League story. It is a Justice League story, but you know, it really the question is what happens when. When Superman decides he can't be a superhero anymore, yeah, you know what happens when that light is gone out, and um, and you kind of see, you know, a Superman who's who I don't want to say he's lost his way, but he kind of has, and and even in the returning, he has a hard time kind of coming back to what made him great and what made, you know, people of this Earth and this continuity look up to superheroes. And so, uh, it's really uh, it's an outstanding piece of work, and um, it doesn't hurt that it's Mark Wade and and uh, and Alex Ross either. So, um, next email comes from uh, Patrick, and Patrick says uh, stuff about missing us and everything. Um, right here patrick yeah and he says uh 
Since last year on the air, I've been roaming around Netflix instant watch television shows and have fallen in love with a little show called Farscape, a series that ran on Sci-Fi Network. Uh, and when it originally aired, I knew nothing about it. Now its entire run is on Netflix streaming, and I am addicted. A science fiction series that, while a deep and sometimes dark plot, never seemed to take itself too seriously, and as such, came across as an exciting and lighthearted entertainment that could still appeal to hardcore sci-fi geeks. What was great about watching the evolution of not only the storytelling, but the quality of the effects used on the show. It started with some visuals that were, well, sometimes hokey, but as seasons passed, uh, progressed at an ex exponential rate, oh, it progressed at an exponential rate until it was on par with any icon iconic, <clears throat> can't read today, sci-fi or fantasy series. Plus, you can really feel the Henson influence with many of the alien character designs, uh, which harken back to my childhood, which is always a good thing. Farscape, did you ever watch it? No. Did you ever want to? Mm, didn't look like my cup of tea. Okay. Even though it was, you didn't even give it a chance because it was Henson, huh? <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> it was Jim Henson. Like, it was from Henson Studios. I understand, but you think... Oh, you you mean... I think you worded that wrong. You mean I wouldn't even... I didn't give it a chance. Even despite though... Despite the fact that Henson... Despite, yeah. yeah no, no, I, I didn't. Uh, no. Hmm. I, it's on my Netflix queue, and I've not started to watch it yet. But it looks interesting. You know, didn't I, I don't know. It looks interesting in a uh, Fifth Element kind of way to me. Okay. Did you ever see Fifth Element? I did see Fifth Element, and it, you know how it kind of was out there. Yeah, but it also was kind of fun and didn't really seem to take itself too too seriously. Yeah. So that's kind of what it always seemed like to me. I don't know though. Uh, he says, also comics-wise, I've discovered and fallen in love with Invincible. Holy Mother of Pear. He forgot an L there. <laughs> Pear. Holy Mother of Pear. Why didn't somebody tell me about this series sooner? This is by far, or this is Barfar. 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 This is by far one of the most enjoyable and well-crafted comics I've read in ages. The art is phenomenal, the writing is top-notch, and it's just fun. It can get incredibly violent and delves into some serious subjects, but at the same time, it does so while remaining a comic book, something that other comics often forget. You can dig into real-world subjects, be as dark and gritty as you please, but in the end, it's still a comic book, and so often I read titles that just don't feel like they are anymore. Um, you can make me think all you want, comics, but you better entertain me. Um, that's from Patrick Kramer. Have you ever that's read Invincible? Ultimatum. That's an ultimatum. That's, an, that's right. Comics, listen. This dude, you can make him think all you want, but you better entertain him. You better bring it. Or else. Or never else. heard of it. Or else what? You've never heard of Invincible? I guess not. It's, uh, I forget who writes Google. It. Invincible. It, I want to say it's written by the same guy that does Walking Dead. <sighs> With Mark Wahlberg and Greg Kinnear. No. Oh, wait, I've seen that movie. That's, that's not a... Google Invincible comic book. I got it here. Who's the writer on that series? Robert Kirkman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and it and it is. It's a neat take on the superhero genre. It's uh, it's the child of a superhero who's also a superhero, but his dad, I think, spoiler alert, might have been a bad guy, maybe. Oh. So. Never heard of it. Yeah, and um, I've read a few issues of it. It's actually pretty good, and he does. He's right. It does have a have a comic booky feel to it. So, um, because it's a comic book? It, you're right. Okay. Yes, it has art and panels and <laughs> word bubbles. We usually make those the stipulations. That's right. 
Oh, oh, this is a neat one, Derek. This came from uh, Michael J. Petty. We're familiar with him from past things. Uh, he says, I'm currently listening to your 50th anniversary, and I heard you and Derek talking about uh, David the Gnome's series finale where he died, and he says he found this link, and it's a link to TV's, bringing us down. TV's worst series finales ever. <laughs> And, uh, is that what I read? No, this is actually from Yugo, not Cracked. And there's okay. 25 of them. Oh, Lord. 25 of them. Um, so I'm going to peruse real quick. And you, you peruse. And, and see, what, see what's here. Let's see what he says first. He says, uh, now, Smallville, Spider-Man, the animated series, and a few others are on there. And I want to know if you agree with these on the list. Thanks. And I do want Derek as a co-host forever. I'm sorry, Michael. I'm Steve's cause forever. I can't be yours. Okay. Um, <laughs> number 25 is Gilligan's Island. But no, wait, 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 wait. That, that's not fair. Cause, okay, I guess it is because Alf got canceled. It says, you know what probably should have happened in the last episode of Gilligan's Island? Getting off the island instead of a native chief trying to make Gilligan his wife. You know what should but, have? You know what shouldn't have happened? Three TV movies about the group getting off, then sent back to the island twice. They didn't get sent back twice. They got off. Yeah. Went went back. Mm -hmm. And then, um, okay, I guess they did get sent back twice, technically. <laughs> they got off. They went back home. They started their lives over again. And it was like a one-year anniversary, and they decided to all get on a boat again, mm -hmm. which is your first mistake. Right. Get caught in the storm. <laughs> and they, all, they end up on the exact same island again because they find all their stuff. Right. Who That's would... how it ends. Gilligan, like, finds a sign. He's like, we're, this, we're home. <laughs> Darn you, you darn dirty apes. And then at the beginning of the next movie, they get rescued, like five minutes into the movie. I don't remember how. A boat or a helicopter or something spots them, but it's like, why didn't you do that eight years ago? I've never seen any of these things that you're... And they go back home and they're like, they just can't like adapt into this life again. That's pretty... So, um, so, that's pretty dark. That's pretty sad. Well, I mean, it's just like they, they've spent all these years, so it's like, why don't we go back to the island and open up a resort hmm. together? And like, so they've got like the, the bank rollers with the, with the house. The house. Yeah. And they're like, we'll just run the place. Yes, lovey. So, yeah. Yes, lovey. Lovey. So they just talk about an island, they open up a resort there. And then the next movie was the Globetrotter one, which that's oh. uh, it's fun times. It's, it's debated on whether or not that was needed, but yeah. So they didn't technically get sent back. Okay, so you disagree with that first? Well, I mean, it's just like, I can't, you know, they didn't know that that was going to be the last one, yeah. so it wasn't like they needed to get... Sure. You know, shows back then didn't come full circle. That's true. We did, That's right. It's not lost. You know, it's... <laughs> right. That was the whole point of Gilligan's Island. They were yeah. stuck on the island. It wasn't like, you know, if they were supposed to get off, then Gilligan wouldn't have kept screwing stuff up. Hmm. Skipper, Skipper. Um. <laughs> hey, little buddy. Um, well, number twenty-four. They say is The Sopranos, and and I think that's been spoken of many, that's many times. Yeah. yeah, you know, and, and I thought it was genius. Yeah. See, I, I I thought I remember you saying you like that. I've never watched The Sopranos, so I thought it was a pretty fitting end. <laughs> um, number twenty-three is the Smallville series finale. That's, that's going to have to be a disagreement. Yeah, I disagree with that. Although well. I noticed, uh, if this is the same list that Joe Hummer and I were talking about one night, Lost is rated higher than yes. Smallville. Yeah, I think it is. Number twenty, number 22 is Alf. 
That's number one with a bullet, people. I don't know what you're getting at here, but uh, number twenty one's a show, that, another show that I've never watched, uh, Stargate SG One. Never seen it. Uh, neither have I, so I can't really comment on it. Never was a big. I saw the movie. I saw the Stargate movie, and um, they've got was- a, they've got for their number twenty is Dawson's Creek, and they've got a really funny picture of James Vanderbeek like starting to cry or something. It's pretty funny. Um, I never watched Dawson's Creek. Never seen an episode of Dawson's Creek in my life. Derek? D- Ditto. Okay. Are you being for real? <clears throat> mm-hmm. I've seen a few. Oh, yeah? Um, I did not watch the show. I did not watch it, okay. though. But wasn't that one, like, one of those where they, like, jumped ahead, like, 15 years or something? Uh, the, it says the problem inherent with ending on a flash forward, yes. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Means that you have no means to, with which to satisfyingly end the story in the present. Well, now, uh, number 19, what? they say, is Dollhouse. I just never watched Dollhouse. <laughs> what a horrible show. Um, <laughs> Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> oh, Chloe. <laughs> Are they one and the same? Uh, number 18 is The Prisoner. That was the show on AMC with Ian McKellen and... This is like uh, this looks like a very old show to me. Oh, maybe the original one. I think this Patrick was a remake. Patrick Yeah, that's the old one. They, they yeah. remade it on AMC back a couple of years ago. Yeah. Never saw it. Me either. Uh, Seinfeld's number 17. That was a terrible series. That now. was one a of horrible my series. One of my favorite shows of all time. You know, I was... fe- but you know what I feel like whenever I think about that series now? I feel like it is, it's fitting that they would do that. It is, but at the same time, you didn't do. There was no new jokes. All they nope. did was old jokes. Yep, yep. Well, by that time, though, by that point in the series, that that whole season was a lot of rehashed jokes. And Seinfeld did, was not scared of the clip shows. They weren't. Did you Did you ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? I never did. I've seen a few. I, I, I it's one of those I keep meaning to get into. You know, Larry David, right. who executive produced with Jerry. Jerry, mm-hmm. um, this is his show. We know Jerry. And they did it. They did a Seinfeld reunion. Yeah, on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, I heard. Of, I wanted to watch that. Which I mean, it was a show within a show yeah. in the world of Curb Your Enthusiasm. They got together and did a Seinfeld reunion, which I mean, and they fully acted out. They got all the sets back out, and they they did. They didn't show a full episode. They showed maybe I'd say nine or ten minutes of of an epi- of them watching an episode of the Seinfeld reunion. Oh, that's cool though. And. It, the episode of Curve Your Enthusiasm was the closest thing you'll ever get to a reunion. But the cat, but the whole cast was on the full episode, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. And the whole point was leading up to it is Larry had been trying to get them to come together and do this. Yeah. That's. I because mean, he you, plays you know, talk about talk about a show where the cast. I mean, they they weren't hurting for money when they when they finished up that show. I know. Um. Operated show on any network. Yep, and Thursday, Thursday night comedy block on NBC. And NBC was not ready for them to go. You know, they mm-hmm. left on their own terms, and that's you know that's always good when you can do that. They but, were making uh, more. They were making more than anybody else, and still by some standards are. I mean, after they left, Friends became the big yeah, their big thing. But I mean, you talk about a show where it's been hard for any of the supporting cast to really find outside of like Jerry Stiller. Who went on to King of Queens? King of Queens. Um, but you know the, that main supporting cast: Michael Richards, uh, Jason Alexander, and um, Julie Louise Dreyfus had her own show. For she did several 
years. Was, how, you're talking about the new adventures of old Christine? Mm-hmm. Did that go on? How long did that go on? Six or six years. Was it that long? Okay. Agent Coulson was her husband. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess so. But it it just seemed like a lot of them, they had a hard time finding, you know. Of course, Michael Richards is one of those guys that he got really pigeonholed into being that Kramer-esque mm-hmm. character, you know. and He can't go back to the days of UHF or Transylvania 6-5000. Oh, man, UHF. That's what <laughs> we should have done on this show was reviewed talk about UHF. well-reviewed UHF and, and the new Weird Al album and everything. <laughs> oh, idea for the next one. Uh, number 16 is That 70s Show, which uh, that's another one that um, I've really watched. That one just kind of ended. It didn't really... Mm-hmm. Eric came back and... It wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. Uh, they then spattered- It was New Year's Eve. Oh, it was New Year's Eve 1979. Yeah. So it was... Oh, so they were... In the 80s. Yeah. So it was definitely time to end, yeah. Remember Um, that 80s show? I remember it being uh, advertised. I never watched it. (laughs) For that one episode. That one episode with the phone joke. Um, Spider-Man, the animated series. Why do we remember the same thing? It was number 15. (laughs) No, I'm on the phone, and I'm in a bar. (laughs) I don't know why I remember that, too. Uh, Anyway. Yeah. Uh, What was the next one? Spider-Man, the animated series. Um, I don't know how that ended. Is that the, did it end and then it went into the future the, show? Well, yeah, the picture that yeah Spider Man the picture they have is a picture of Spider Man as we know him. There's a Spider Man with his mask off. There's a Spider Man with Doc Ock arms. There's Spider Man with the spider armor. Spider Man with like six other arms, and then the Scarlet Spider, all kind of standing around having a powwow. And it says for a series about Spider Man, you think that it would actually end with Spider Man in the world we'd come to inhabit over five seasons. Instead. Even visits from Uncle Ben and Stanley himself couldn't salvage the series, delving into the fan-reviled clone saga. Okay. Hopping realities with reckless abandon to stop a Spider-Man corrupted by the Carnage symbiote. Hmm. Never saw it. Yeah. Or if I did, I didn't realize I didn't it was either. Spider-Man, I know a lot of people really love that series and everything. Every time I try to watch it, I just can't because... It's boring. It is. It really is. There's a. There's not enough. It's too much talk, and it's very... And I'm going to tell you something else right now. I don't really like Superman the animated series. Well, now. I've never been a big fan. Hmm. I don't really like the way they're drawn, either. Okay. You, um, you, you didn't like the animation, particularly. Well, and I didn't like some of the storylines, but yeah. not like I loved Batman the animated okay. series, which is still just amazing. How did you feel about up. the Justice League animated series? Um... I liked it when it was on people that I liked, but mm-hmm. when they focused on characters I didn't care about, yeah. I, you know, really Unlimited, I didn't care for a whole lot. I liked the overall story arcs of both seasons of Unlimited, with um, the one where with Luke maybe and I didn't Brainiac. give it enough. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't try because the, like I would see like Captain Adam, you know, mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I just, yeah. Like I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's easier when you watch them like on and a I'll DVD tell you one or thing, something. Animation will piss me off. Batman's points were too long, <laughs> and that really <laughs> aggravated me. Every time I turned it on, I'd be like, "What is? Oh, Batman's! Oh, I'm watching yeah. Justice League. Justice. Nope. Yeah. Click. Um. Click. Ooh. Number fourteen is is the X Files. That was a. That's one of those like lost. I feel like. I didn't feel cheated, but it wasn't. It wasn't. I wasn't mad. I wasn't sad. I was just. I was content. 
The like, di- that was all I could ask for. I, See, was, I was content with the way it ended. The difference to me with X-Files and Lost is, is that the X-Files creators should have done what the Lost creators did and said, okay, we're going to end here. We don't care what you say, Fox. Um, yeah, but the you know, X-Files, really, I mean, the reason X-Files, I mean, when Duchovny left, it became, I mean, you couldn't do... That's the problem. A fitting ending. Right. That was the problem. Is is And they knew he was leaving. And it's like, well, let's just end the show then. You know, and they've done, like, I got into X-Files uh, a couple of years before it ended and, you know, went back and did all these rewatches and everything and, you know, tracking down episodes and really got into it hardcore. And, and then he left and it's like they should have just worked out a series finale because of all the stuff that was going on, you know, and his disappearance and everything. And so I... I was just kind of, I don't know. By the time he came back for like the series finale, it just seemed kind of weird. There was a disconnect there. Yeah, there was. And so. I loved the the first movie. Fight the Future is a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, the second that, movie wasn't bad. It was just like a two-hour episode of X-Files. That second movie was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Because it was just a TV episode. It wasn't no, a movie. I'm sorry. That was a terrible, like even if that had been an episode, that would have been awful. I disagree. I thought that, like, I wanted my money back after that. I disagree. The only thing I couldn't get past on the second movie was I always will see that guy as um, uh, the dude in the bar in Muppets Treasure Island. Oh. Jim. Jimmy, Jim, 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 Jimmy, Jim, Jim. I uh, just hated that movie. And then Exhibit was an FBI agent. Yeah. Well, that's true, I guess. Uh, number 13, they <sighs> say dinosaurs, and we talked about that. Um, Dinosaurs, yes. Number 12 was Battlestar Galactica. Never saw it. Um, I never oh, watched I take Battlestar that back. Galactica. Watched it, agree with you. Sucked. Sorry, everybody that's <laughs> listening to us that enjoyed it. Hate that show. I just, I could not, I watched, I, I watched the miniseries. And you know, I, I went back not not two or three weeks ago trying to watch the pilot, the, the first episode mm-hmm. again of them, and I just, now. It really is. It's not. It's the not time what I want. She walks in in the red dress and starts making out with the guy, and stuff starts blowing up. I'm yeah. done. The it's just not what I want out of a, out of a Battlestar mm-hmm. Galactica series. It didn't interest you know, me. I want a fun Star Wars ripoff with a mechanical dog. So, number eleven, I completely disagree with being on this list at all, and that's Friends. I mean, I love, it was a real shocker that Ross and Rachel got together, wasn't it? I, listen, it was perfect the way they did. I, I had no problem. I, I, I enjoyed the show. I love the Friends finale. I loved Friends. I, I, I love that Chandler got the last line. Yep. So, uh, the next one you mentioned last time, St. Elsewhere. Snow globe. The snow globe. Uh, number nine is Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Sam never that had a weird ending. Spoiler: Sam never returned home. Is that the one where he actually did come home and then he left again? I think so. Because there is one where he made it home and you find out that he's married and and Al was actually trapped in the thing and and so and he kind of took on Al's job for that episode until they switched and um, I don't know if that was the series finale or not. But. What ended up happening in the series finale? Uh, miniseries finally runs tragically cut short, turned from season finale to series. Still, even with Sam Beckett's final mission questioning the nature of his own existence and making the choice to continue leaping, did we really need the black screen and text telling us flat out that Sam never managed to return home? Downer. Yeah. So, um, number eight, they've got his airwolf. And apparently, it. 
couldn't have beyond. I mean, it was Airwolf. I mean, I don't. It was after three seasons. CBS sold Airwolf to USA <laughs> with one minor problem: the helicopter didn't come with it. So the final season consisted of poorly utilized stock footage and eventually the elimination of major characters for their salaries with stock footage and extras from far, far away. After all that, how do you think the last episode would have turned out? So I don't know about all that. I, uh. I don't remember Airwolf all that much. Number seven is another show I never watched, Alias. Uh-uh. Never watched it. Number six. Now, I actually do remember this. Little House on the Prairie. Oh, my God. And what it was was a I hate that show. I know you do. It was a made-for-TV movie, mind you. Um, It was called... Didn't the the town, like, blow up? Yes, they blew the town up, and all the bunnies were hopping around once everything was blown up, and they walked away singing Christian Soldiers. (laughs) And the reason they blew the town up... The reason they blew the town up was to avoid having to give it over to like the bad guy. It's like if you if we can't have it, you can't have it either. It was like a drunken Dukes of Hazard episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, number five is another one I never really watched. Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, number four is another one I never really watched. They've got Felicity. <laughs> Number three, another one I never really got to watch, Life on Mars. Well, Felicity's number four. What? <laughs> Do what? I just love that Felicity's number four on the on the top 25 worst series. <laughs> <We've been laughs> oh, man. Um, number two is Roseanne. Now, I never really watched Roseanne. I did, and that was weird. What they did there. What was it? When she started executive producing and writing it. Okay, so at the end of, I think, season set, I think season eight was the last, maybe season nine. Mm-hmm. At the end of the previous season, um, John Goodman had a heart attack during one of the daughter's wedding. Oh, wow. And he, he was fine. You know, he, he came back from it and everything. And then he recovered and then his mom got sick, and he left the show. Not, I mean, on the show, his character's mother got sick, okay. so he went to be with her. All right. In the time that he was gone, they won the lottery. Oh, wow. And so they went from blue-collar, white trash to, like, you know, they won, like, $25 million, something like that. Um, he comes back... <sighs> He comes back uh, after his mom be- gets okay, and you find out that he cheated on Roseanne. Good Lord. Yeah, it got weird. He cheated on Roseanne, and so she kicks him out, and then they end up start working through the problems and everything, and by the end of the series, they get back together, and everything's hunky-dory, and, and the family's all together, and they've got their money, and they're just living life, and they're happy. And then you find out that when he had the heart attack, he actually died. And everything since that point was a book she had been writing about her life. Oh my lord! And when she comes, she leaves her bed like uh, she like they had completely redone the house, like and all new stuff because they'd had the same ratty furniture for years and all this stuff. Yeah. So they had this like you know huge TV and all this real nice stuff. And it's so, like she left the bedroom after she was done writing, and she was back in the old ratty house. Wow. It Lame. was like super depressing. Lame. Why do you end a sitcom it was like, that depressing like that? Why wouldn't you end it on the happy note? But apparently, she wrote the finale. Well, and that was the way she wanted it to end. Must have been during one of her many divorces. Mm. 
And then you've already mentioned uh, the number one one they said was Lost. Lost is number one? Yeah, I'm sorry, I, Alf. Alf is number yeah, one. Yeah, I disagree with that because, yeah, of course, now I wasn't a super huge Lost fan either. Um, Lost was okay. I mean, you know, it, I didn't I didn't feel cheated when it was mm-hmm. over with. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't answer a lot of things, but I didn't care about a lot of things that they didn't answer. So. <laughs> I got, the, you know, yeah. the polar bears. Okay, great, whatever. Um, finally, we're going to do one from Raj, uh, who's, mm. who's from the UK, but he's living in HK. Um, he says, Steve, how's life on the other side of the world? Oh, pretty good, I guess. Mm. He okay. says, following up on your love letter to the Karate Kid that was episode 51, here's my two cents. That's Hong Kong cents, so it's more like point two cents in the U.S. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Never Back Down? Following your conversation, hey, can you hang on just one second? Yes, thanks. What's going on, Derek? Derek has stepped away. And I don't know where he's at. He put the call on hold, so he's obviously taking some type of phone call that he doesn't want the rest of us to hear about. Now. I don't know what to do. Should I keep recording? Should I press on? Should we continue our conversation and let Derek jump back in when it's time for him to jump back in? Or should I just hit pause and wait for him to come back and then begin recording again? I don't know. It's a quandary. I think it'll be funnier just to keep going and let him come back in as he gets here. I think that'll be good. I think that's the way to go. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to press forward without Derek for a few seconds shouldn't be too long oh he's back yes <laughs> good timing welcome holy back. crap <laughs> well done sir what, would, what did you say during all that I was just talking about how you put the call on hold so you must have been on the phone or something and uh, <laughs> I was I was debating on whether to go forward without you I had you. a tenant come to the door so I, oh. I paused it I was I was waiting on you because last time my mom called me you were like I'm going to use this <laughs> I, I, I was I was waiting I was yeah I was debating on whether or not to go forward and just let you jump in when you got back or or um, I cannot wait to hear that and I was my plan was to go forward and, and that you, was excellent timing because yes, the music was, was the high point had just passed <laughs> when I I popped back in <laughs> that's uh, good Derek have you ever seen Never Back Down Never Back Down yeah but uh, Google Never Back Down <laughs> Never Back Down um. Uh, judging by the poster, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've not looked into it. Um, Starring a people I've there. never heard of. Let and no, I'm, I'm, I'm already out there, Steve. Okay. Thanks, though. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> look at there. Never back down. At his new Sean. high school, a rebellious teen is lured into an underground fight club where he finds a mentor mixed martial arts veteran. I don't, huh. I don't know any of these people. Sean Ferris, Amber Heard, never heard of her. Kim Gigendet. Gigendet. Evan Peters. Leslie Hope. No idea. No idea. Oh, Tom Nowicki's in this. I don't think you know who that is. I don't know who that is. All right. Um, He says, following your conversation where you said if they made a beat-for-beat remake of Karate Kid without calling it the same name, well, this is that movie. Replace Karate with MMA and California with Miami, and you have this movie. I felt that this was a good way of updating Karate Kid for the modern teen audience that was made and marketed toward a very teen guy market that it didn't have the broad appeal it needed to become a classic. 
Uh, number two, he says, I'll let you know that I went to an international school so I didn't have to deal with roving gangs of super kung fu kids ready to beat me up for my lunch money. However, That sucks. Yeah. However, Cantonese people, uh, those from Hong Kong, have very sharp and angry-sounding language. And What do you mean, those? <laughs> <laughs> Good. have a very sharp and angry sounding language and generally lose their temper quick so if everyone did know kung fu then who knows uh, i'm attaching a video from a few years ago where an old man gets quite angry on the bus to demonstrate the angry sounding voice i've seen that and how little something has to be to set off their temper warning he does drive. i'm not going to play it because he, he he plays some he says some bad words yeah. and the language he talks about the guy's mother is actually a common insult in hong kong um, he says, now if you recall, I'm also from the UK, so let me try to explain British television to you. Uh, most I understand. It was the point of the joke. <laughs> right. Well, I don't. I, oh. I was not a joke for me. I don't understand it. Most it's British not shows. that hard to figure out. Most British shows run on short seasons, six to 13 episodes, that air in one bunch and then take a break for however long it takes to make the next season. Most shows are a year, but some shows take a big lo- bit longer. Uh, Doctor Who, due to the popularity of it in the States, has had to make some changes in the way they air their episodes. But there will be six more episodes of the Doctor Who in the fall with a Christmas special on Christmas Day in 2012. They will most likely push the start of the season to the fall to line more up in sync with U.S. style of TV, also allowing the back half of Season 7 to air in 2013 and line up with the 50th anniversary of the show. Hope this helps. It does not help. <sighs> Most shows mm-hmm. do six episodes of a season. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works. Um, Black books I was telling you about earlier yeah. is a good is a good indication of of how they do um, short seasons yeah. and space them out. Sure. Um, two thousand one was season one. They did six episodes. Two thousand two was season two. They had six episodes. There's eighteen episodes. There's three seasons. Right. Um, the IT crowd has four seasons. Uh, with about six episodes each. I mean, that's just really how that works. There are some stipulations like um, Doctor Who that is a little different. Also, uh, my new obsession is a show called Sherlock. Hmm. That what's um, it about? I wonder. <clears throat> well, no crap, Sherlock. Um, <laughs> um, that Stephen Moffat, who is the executive producer of Doctor Who, does right, and it is a modern day Sherlock Holmes. Um, and it is just fantastic. Uh, but they did, they it's almost like a mini series the way they did. They did three episodes, and they did ninety minutes. It's like movies. Did did that air on BBC America? It did. It uh, no. Well, it's going to. Okay. Um, I don't know if it has already. Not originally. It just aired on BBC. Okay. Um, and they are in the middle of filming season two right now. Hmm. It aired last year. But BBC, BBC America is going to be airing. Um, Season one is awesome. I mean, episode one is awesome. Episode two wasn't as fun, but episode three is one of the best episodes of a television series I've ever seen. Hmm. Like, it is so good. I'm, so I'm you're recommending this Sherlock to our audience. Fan. You're recommending Sherlock. I'm recommending Sherlock. It's on Netflix Instant Watch. Please check it out. I am going to. You will thank me. I. We will see. Thank me. I'm not going to yet. Thank me. We, we will see. Google, thank me. <laughs> Computer. It was here, my mama. Computer. <laughs> Computer, Google, so. thank me. Make it so. Make it so. I can see your belly. You can see your belly. I can see your belly. It was here. <laughs> it was here, number one. Computer. 
Anything else in the mailbag? No, there's nothing else in the mailbag. Uh, well, there's a ton, but we don't have time to get to it today because oh. we. Everybody uh, else was far less important. Well, it's not that. It's uh, it's not that. No one's less important. There, everyone is. Everyone that's listening right now is a member of the greatest podcast listening audience in the universe. So they're not. There's no one that's unimportant. It just seemed pertinent. Those those discussions seem pertinent based on prior discussions we've had. Okay. So the rest of them we'll get to, and you know how I get backlogged with emails on this show, and so. In a few episodes, we'll probably have one of these all-email listener shows, all-listener email shows. Oh, gosh. What is the problem? Nothing. That sounds is like that your least fun. favorite part of the show or something? I don't, no, no. Because it's my favorite part of the show. Robin's usually my least oh, favorite. Oh, snap. <laughs> okay. Well, we're in the middle of summer 2011, and... Uh, with summer always comes the big summer blockbusters, and there have been several that have already been released this summer. Um, how many times can I say summer in a sentence? Or a summer, 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 summer time. Um, yeah. And we've not seen everything that we want to see yet, and you know that's because Captain America's not out. That's yet. true. That's true. Uh, but what we have, we but what we wanted to do. And and now that I'm thinking about it, maybe this is, maybe we're progressing here in, in we're starting with this particular film and going to work our way up to better films. I don't know. I don't know what your take <laughs> is on, on this stuff. Um, but we figured we'd go ahead and get out of the way some talk about uh, Green Lantern, a film by Jeff Johns. And that's all we have to say about that. <laughs> No, Green Lantern. I finally got to see it. Derek, you got to see it uh, opening weekend, yeah. didn't you? Um, I guess I did. I guess I saw it on that Saturday. Did you see it uh, 3D, 2D? 2D. Okay. I had to watch it in 3D. I apologize. It didn't seem like much would have been that fun in 3D, except for the stuff on OA. Even that. I mean, 3D is just... I understand what they're... 3D. Greek geek out loud. Hey, <laughs> did I just say Greek out loud? <laughs> yes, yes. Greek out Greek. loud. Kai Ka- Begman. Hey. Kappa Beta, Kappa Beta Gamma. Steve's a member of I Felt a Thigh. Gamma, Gamma, <laughs> Gamma, Gamma Epsilon Epsilon Kappa. Um, what was the one on? Oh, the Kappa Kappa Kappas. Kappa Kappa Kappa. Lambda Lambda Lambda. Was the KKK? Was it? Lambda 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 was in the Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. Um. Here on Greek Out Loud, we hate 3D. We do hate 3D on Geek Out Loud, by the way. 3D. Get your 3D phones, your 3D cameras, your 3D movies away from me, and your 3D TVs. Yes. Because it's just... I would, no, I'll take a 3D TV if you're offering one. Right. I d- but it, I'm not going to buy one. It just, to me, it seems like... It seems pointless. It's passe. Yeah. Passe. Mm. It's the new thing that seems kind of like... I don't know. It just... It, I've not been wowed with it yet. And I'm not looking for stuff to fly out of the camera at me or, um, you know, I don't know. I just, I'm looking for it to, it does, it seems so much more unstable to me than watching a 2D movie. And when you've got like fight scenes that are a little frenetic, it, it just seems, it makes it harder to follow certain things to me. And so, um, but having said that, what do you think of Green Lantern? Uh-huh. Really? I thought they made Hal Jordan as much like Hal Jordan as humanly possible. 
<laughs> Indeed they did. Well, let's talk about that real quick, you know, because our thing since we heard the casting way back when was Ryan Reynolds should have been playing The Flash. Yeah. Um, do you stand by that? That he should have been The Flash? Yeah. Yeah, he should have been Wally West yeah. all along. He, he, that was not, that was not Hal Jordan. The, there was one shot. There was one shot where it looked Hal Jordan, and it was at the very beginning when he's riding down the road in his bomber jacket and his sunglasses. Um, in yeah, the but when they put him behind that jet, it all, it lost all credibility. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Like Ryan Reynolds is so charming to me. Like I I didn't come away not enjoying it because you know. No, I, it didn't take it away from me. But at the same time, I was just like, that's not him. That's yeah. not Hal. Yeah. Brian Austin Green for Hal Jordan. Oh man, well, I got to be honest with you. Even, even we would have been on that red carpet. Yeah, we hopefully. Um, I, there were just it didn't even seem like the character of Hal Jordan for for a big part of it. it seemed more like Kyle Rayner. Did you read much of Kyle as Green Lantern? Yeah, it kind of. He was sort of bra- more brash mm-hmm. like Kyle than Hal. Yeah, I mean, which is I've always you know Wally and Kyle have a lot of similar characteristics. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kyle kind of became smart, Alex. Yeah, Kyle kind of became my Green Lantern because that's when I started really reading DC. He was the Green Lantern, and he was the only one in the universe at that time because Hal had gone crazy and killed everybody. Um, spoiler, spoiler alert! alert uh, that ties into actually Green Lantern the, Two Electric Boogaloo. That's right. It actually ties into the death of Superman that Hal did that. Um, but you know, Kyle was always kind of my Green Lantern. I like he seemed more accessible to me than Hal Jordan ever has. Um, you know, and I know that this is a Hal who didn't know the ropes and everything had to learn, but I got to say though, I, and I'll, I'll say this, I, I like Ryan Reynolds. I, I do too. You know, I'm not going to jump Ryan on Reynolds. the, I don't like Ryan Reynolds wagon that I, I, it seems that a lot of people are on. I like him. I, I think he's charming as I, I do get too. out. And, and, um, and I, I enjoyed watching him in this movie. He never really took me out of the movie. It's like, that's not Hal Jordan. I like the scene with he and Carol, uh, <laughs> When she can tell it's him, you know, behind mm-hmm. the mask, and he's like, "Ma'am," <laughs> she's like, "How, ma'am?" <laughs> How, ma'am? <laughs> it, was, it, it, it had its moments. It was, it was, it was fun. It was, it was fun. But it was about as much fun as those Fantastic Four movies were. Hmm. Now, see, I enjoyed. Both of the Fantastic Four movies. I enjoyed the second one more than I enjoyed the first one. It just it wasn't. DC's just is trying to play in the big leagues, and you're screwing it up. Well, and you would you think, can't release the Dark Knight Rises and and expect Green Lantern to be on Paul. You know, it's well, just not there. You can't. You've got to. Yeah, obviously, a lot of hard work goes into all of these things. You know, and and you don't want to trash the people involved. I, I blame it's Jeff Johns, right? I blame. I mean, you have to at some point come back to the studio and be like, you should have known better. You know, um, where's your where's your comics consultant? Right, which is something Steve and I have been saying for years. You know, and where's your consultant force behind this? Because it shouldn't have been Jeff Johns. Well, it needs to be a fan. I feel like I feel like the Parallax stuff was too much. You know, I feel like that was a weird... Uh, yeah, Parallax wasn't that bad to me. It was Hector. See, I could have done with Hector Hammond kind of that being the, the first villain he has to fight more than anything else. The Parallax just seemed too big. 
you know, and the way it was handled. The Am way I wrong? Does Kyle not become Parallax at some point? No, Hal became Parallax. That's where okay, the whole. Okay. <clears throat> let's let's delve into comics for. Let me give me thirty seconds here. Thirty seconds on, on the, the clock. clock. Yeah, sure. Why not? Thirty seconds on the clock. Here we go. Parallax. At the end, after Superman died, uh, the cyborg Superman was in cahoots with Mongol, an alien from space, to help take over the world. He destroyed Coast City and killed everybody there. That was where Hal Jordan was originally from. When that happened, Hal kind of snapped and went crazy. And he killed all the Green Lanterns, took all their rings, and he became this, he called himself Parallax from that point on until he finally died, Mr. Coach Klein. <laughs> he <laughs> really harvested. <laughs> the Soits continues. <laughs> they ever find that girl that broke out of the tube and punched you in the face? No, no Mom, the, so- the Soits continues. So it's um, but uh, and then when Jeff Johns did uh, Green Lantern Rebirth, when when Hal came back, yeah, what you find out is is that the reason for so long the Green Rings their weakness was yellow is that the yellow impurity of fear had gotten into the battery because they had imprisoned Parallax there, and and so that became their one weakness the 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 rings couldn't do anything against yellow. Um, so explaining that weird thing from the Silver Age away, um, and then Parallax actually had infected Hal, and that's why he went gray prematurely and everything, because toward the end, you know, Hal had like his gray, uh, his his gray hair around his temples and everything, Mm -hmm. and, um, and so they say that that's why, because fear had creeped in, and that's why he went nuts and everything, uh, he comes back, and they all work to defeat uh, the actual embodiment of fear, Parallax, but that led into the Sinestro Core War, where Sinestro and all his people, he got a bunch of people together with yellow rings, and it was great reading. It was really neat, but I, I feel like it was too much to bring a, a general audience into, you know, um, this whole embodiment of fear. And then when he was actually, toward the end, pinned down by this embodiment of fear... I feel like they missed an opportunity to really show him overcome some of the fear that he had. You know, th- they did so much work to show he was, you know, scared of ending up like his dad or, you know, scared of this or scared of that. And, and they never really revisited that concept in the end. Like, I, like I think they should have, maybe. I know. I mean, it would have been cheesy, but I'm a sucker for stuff like that. The one thing I think this lends to it, though, is they've got an interesting idea for a franchise in that you could do two or three movies with Reynolds as Hal Jordan and mm-hmm. then you can bring in Kyle Rayner. Yeah. Yeah. Well and and you know of course but you gotta it, find a way to do that now now that they've done Parallax. It, well like yeah. Have. Well and if you watch into the credits, um, you know, you've got Sinestro putting on the yellow ring. Yeah, which Alain was that. Put it after the credits. Don't do half the credits, then show that, then go back into the credits. I, you know, agreed, I guess. You better. I, I, th- <laughs> I think they should have done it before the credits even rolled, to be honest with you. You know, um, but honestly, and that's another thing, is they didn't go far enough to kind of show that Sinestro was a little off-balanced. You know, no, to, because you think he's good the whole time. Right. And there's no twist there. And that's fine that you think he's good. You just took a left-hand turn. But, when, oh, I'm going to put on the ring now. Yeah, but maybe show maybe show him a little bit more aggressive than he needs to be. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, he was definitely arrogant, you know, and 
Um, there just seemed to be some disconnect there. Ultimately, I enjoyed the movie. I'll probably be buying it on Blu-ray. It was fun. You know, that's that's about all I can say for it. I had fun, but it was not. Oh, I saw a lot of people compare, comparing it to Iron Man, and no. No, I don't think it was anywhere near what Iron Man was. And I'm sorry if I see that stupid TV spot one more time that says it's Star Wars meets Iron Man. No. I'm gonna, I want to punch whoever. See, I don't like people invoking the name of Star Wars when they put stuff out there anyway. I don't either. Don't call upon it. Right. <laughs> don't call upon it. You know, and the thing is, though, is, is Green Lantern does have a really rich universe. It's, you know, it's, it's very, it's, it, it's very um, broad. You know, when you get into the whole green, and you see all those different aliens and everything, and they and they stepped right out of the pages of DC Comics. You yeah. know, the character designs and everything were pretty true. I was won over to the suit. You know, by the time I saw the movie, you know, yes, I, I, yeah, I had given up on the the plea to stop it. Right. I, you know, I, I I gave all that up in the beginning. I was like, this sucks, but I guess it's all we're getting. Well, I mean, and I didn't even think it sucked. I was just like, okay, I see what they're doing here. You know. It's it's a it's a thing where I, I came away enjoying the movie I guess and and I'm not married to the source material. It's not like if if a Superman movie ends up being on this par, I'll be very upset, you know, because I think I'm a little more married to that source material than I am the Green Lantern stuff. Um, you know, for me, it's like maybe we can hope for an awesome second, you know, because they've already greenlit a sequel. Um, no pun intended. No, yeah. Oh, look at there. Uh, oh my gosh! Speaking of things that have been greenlit, dude, can can I chase a tangent real quick? Tell between your legs. Okay, Guillermo del Toro. What's his name? How do you say his name? Guillermo. Did you know that he's the showrunner on the Incredible Hulk TV show they're producing I told for ABC? You that the first time I heard about it. I know, but I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. And and it's still on, man. They're still working it. Jeff Loeb is head of Marvel Television. He is, yes. Now. Yes. And this is Jeff Loeb who wrote Teen Wolf, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. So, Not Tim Kring who wrote Teen Wolf 2. Right. So we are in good company. Um, no, Jeff Loeb is is phenomenal comic writer. I think he's, he's one of those that uh, in the past uh, 20 years have come out to be you know one of the top dogs. He wrote Batman... Um, and Robin. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking comic book wise. He wrote Batman yeah. Year One. Yeah. Uh, he. Which have you seen the trailer for that today? Yes, looks really cool. I haven't watched it yet. Um, but I'm excited. I like the things that it's. It's a very. It's just him talking over a few things. Batman voicing over a few things, but Is it's it? it's pretty cool. Some of the things he says and, and the I'll look and, that real quick. and the feel. Um, but yeah, Credible Hulk TV show is still a go, man. ABC's excited about it. And they're also they're also um, working a series about Spider Woman Jessica Drew. What? Yeah, as a um, but she's she's a former superhero who's now working like a um, working as a cop, a detective. Okay. And so it, it, I don't I I kind of like the concept. The concept seemed pretty cool to me, and um, I did not do it justice by explaining to you what it was. It, everything I saw about those two projects that ABC is working up seems a lot more compelling than anything we saw about NBC's Wonder Woman. <laughs> so, but uh, back to Green Lantern. Sequel has been greenlit, as you said, no pun intended. And, you know, obviously it's going to be him versus Sinestro, which I think is 
good, cool, right? I'd say so. Um, it can only help it at this point. Agreed. I mean, I'm. I, I think it. it um, I think you can only go up from where they're at. Not that they. I, I, well, I say that. It's weird. It's one of those movies where it's just like, I don't really want to trash it, because as you keep saying, I had fun with it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not here to trash it. I'm just saying. <sighs> When I see what Marvel has done this summer, mm-hmm. I was let down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, let's be honest. What have, what has DC, I mean, DC's got the, the market on the DVD, straight to DVD movies. You they know, do, which, which far outdoes Marvel's. They, they've not done really, anything Marvel's really put out there. I many of Marvel's at all. Um, but in the, in the theater, man, you know, it's been, it's been a solid hit after a solid hit for Marvel since Iron Man. Um, well, except for maybe Punisher Warzone, I think that came out after Iron Man. But, um, you know, and to compare this to Iron Man, I just don't see it. I think one of the things that really propelled Iron Man was just how... I like compared to Iron Man 2. But see, I really enjoyed Iron Man 2. Don't start, man. I know you have problems with Iron Man 2, but I really enjoyed it. It wasn't magical. It wasn't magical, but part of the magic of Iron Man, the first one, was... The surprise at how magical it was, I think. I think a lot of people were really shocked at how good it was. Not necessarily you and me, but I think general movie-going audiences, anytime you get that word-of-mouth buzz... I mean, Iron Man was so popular that they actually spoiled what was supposed to be the coda at the end of The Incredible Hulk to promote that Tony Stark shows up in The Incredible Hulk on a TV spot. I'm worried about the third one without Without Favreau. John Favreau, yeah. I don't know. Um, who have they got a director yet on that? Yeah, I forget who he is. Me though, too. But they do. Um, okay, that Batman Year One trailer is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it looks good, and and the designs and everything line up with Tim Sale's original work and everything. So, um, I think that'll be pretty good. Indeed. As as and I and that's coming out when? That's later this year, right? I think fall. Fall. I know they're debuting something at Comic Con. Where are they? they? Yeah, they're probably showing it. They've been known to do that in the past. I well, remember they showed the they showed first flight. Okay, which can I say first flight better than the movie that I saw? I'd have to agree. Um, Christopher Maloney would have been a better green. <laughs> the uh, the score of Green Lantern was a little bit disappointing to me. There was no he doesn't have a theme exactly. Thank you. Um, I've found very few people to agree with this with me. I'm sitting in the theater with Tucker, and I turned to him and said, he doesn't have a superhero theme. He's just got music that goes up and down with the elements of the plot. Right. He has no signature theme. Mm -hmm. Here's what I have seen a lot of people say, though. They've heard the Superman theme in the film. That's what someone else told me. I've heard about eight people say that. Someone that we went and saw it with, one of my friends I went and saw it with, she was like, I really got mad that they tried to put Superman music in there. <laughs> I never heard that. And I I've never heard it either. People say that. I never heard it either. And it makes me kind of want to go back and watch it more closely. More closelier? Yeah. I didn't say more closelier. I will, I will on DVD. I'm not yeah. doing it. I mean, it, you know, it, when, as the credits were rolling, what I found was is that it sounded like a straight-to-DVD animated series score, animated film score. Yeah, you know, it didn't have that. Hey, you are in the movie theater. You're watching this thing come to life. 
uh, feel to it. And I know that every superhero score in the world from now until eternity is going to be compared to John Williams' Superman theme. And and I know that for those of us who came up in that era and who that's been, you know, our superhero music all our lives, that nothing will ever touch that. But I'm going to tell you what, the score for um, Thor is fantastic. You, I mean, it is, it is an amazing score that you feel what you're supposed to feel, and you, and you, it's just so much more sweeping when it's supposed to be sweeping. It's, it's got a theme there that follows throughout the whole of the, of the score. The score to X-Men First Class, so much better. Well, the thing about X-Men First Class's score is it took all those great things from the previous films and pushed them in it. It, it picked from different from the different movies and made awesome scores like out of all that. It did. It it, it did. It took it and it also it made it used these motifs and and ran with it. Is what Well, it happened. took itself seriously as did Thor. Green Lantern did not. Green Lantern was popcorn score. That's how I feel. And I'm not, you know, and I'm not trying to dog on James Newton Howard who did the score. Are you serious? Yeah. You know. Oh, Jimmy. But when Henry, I, I just read that this, the yesterday he's not doing Dark Knight Rises with Zimmer. Yeah. Huh? What he, he did? Green Lantern? Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. Just terrible. And when you've got Henry Jackman pulling out a a better score than than James Newton Howard, you know. Jackman did Thor. Jackman did X Men First Class. X Men. He apparently Thor. also worked with Hans Zimmer on um, Dark Knight. James Newton Howard. No, I'm sorry, and Hans he was Zimmer not, did Dark Knight. Yeah, he was just a programmer on Dark Knight. He he did he was a synthesizer programmer. He's done. Um, I mean, here's here is his other here his other composer credits. Kung Fu Panda, Secrets of the Furious Five, video short, Monsters vs. Aliens, um, Henry IV, Henri IV, Kick Butt, uh, Kung Fu Panda Holiday TV Special, um, Gulliver's Travels, Winnie the Pooh, and Puss in Boots. Um, and Green Lantern. No, no, no. This is no. This is Henry Jackman who did X Men First Class. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, and this guy. Pulled He's out a been better doing a lot of cartoons, stuff. yeah, and but he pulled out a much better score than James Newton Howard did, you know. And I you know, know that this is your safe place to geek out. And if you love Green Lantern, I understand why you loved it. I can, you know, I can see someone who just loves superhero movies. I, I'm not one of those that just got all over it and hated it, but I, I was let down. I, I, I see my. I guess my expectations weren't that high going in. I had. That's kind of what I had told Tucker too. I was, he was asking me if I was, you know, pumped for it because you know I like mm-hmm. Green Lantern. I was like, really, no, because I read I read reviews. Everybody was really disappointed in it, so I'm just trying to stay mediocre. Yeah. And it was fun, and I and I smiled during it. Sure. And I was excited when some things happened. And how did you, know, you feel you, about the ring constructs? I had no problem with the ring constructs. I thought the lantern, I thought they pulled the it off well. Was a little wonky to I, me. The, it had too much of an organic look to it. I guess um, I like the clunky, old school looking lantern. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, um, let me tell you what is going to have a good score. What's that? Captain America. Captain America. Alan Silvestri. Oh have you gosh, heard? They, they actually wait, released dude. a preview of it. Have you heard that? 
I have not. I'll have to send you that link. Email me that ASAP. I will. It's henceforth. Uh, it's just clips. It's like thirteen minutes worth of clips from fourth the, with. For that means now, from from the score, Alan Silvestri, of course, uh, most well known to those of us on this show, um, as the composer for what's that movie? I don't remember. Back to the Future. That's what I was, was. going to say. Family Ties, but. Sure, <laughs> but no, he did. He did the Back to the Future score, and uh, it was really good stuff. Let me see if I can find this um, situation here. Bear with me. Mm, bear. Bear with me. The goat. Here we go. Found it. The goat. The remote. How do you smell? Terrible. Trust me, I'm his roommate. No. <laughs> sorry. Captain America, ladies and gentlemen. I needed this thing for the 4th of July. Doesn't it sound... I mean, it has the right feel to it. Patriotism swells in the heart of the American hair. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, that's what I always say whenever I hear that song. Um, patriotism swells in the heart of the American bear. We were all weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> I said that on Twitter for Fourth of July. Nice. Uh, and I, somebody was like, "You got a quote from Sam the Eagle on this, you know, tremendous day? You got a Sam the Eagle quote?" I just said, "You were all, all weirdos." weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> I tumbled that like uh, the Muppet blog had tumbled that picture and put that quote, and so I tumbled that. So, um, so yeah, I, I, like I say, I don't want to dog on it. There was a lot that I enjoyed. I really liked the ring constructs. I love the, uh, I like the way that he, you know, the first thing he thought about when that helicopter was crashing was, um, was the uh, was the Hot Wheels track that he mm -hmm. pushed in his nephew's yeah, room I, earlier that day. I saw a lot of people argue with that, but the people I heard argue with it missed the part where he was in his nephew's room and launched the cars on the loop. Like I see where the construct came from, where the idea. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't just like this random thing. So yeah. if you were watching the movie, you see where it was born out of. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in all the ring constructs, I, I liked. I liked the look of it. It felt right. It felt good. So um, it, it wasn't a total loss, but it wasn't. It wasn't all that either. It definitely hasn't been the best superhero movie I've seen this summer thus far. Um, you know, between the others that have come out. And mm -hmm. and I got to be honest with you, just as a preview for you, sir, Transformers Three puts it in the ground. Um, really, I love Transformers Three, so uh, you need to go see that. <laughs> Somebody asked me if I wanted to tonight, and I, I declined yeah. uh, to do this. Actually, oh well, sorry. But, uh, well, let me let you, you no, go. Geek Out Loud, Greater Than Symbol, Transformers Three. Greek Out Loud. Greek Out. Uh, <laughs> Need some Greek music. Well, Derek, you have anything else on on Green Lantern before we move on? I'm waiting for the sequel. Please make it better. There you go. <laughs> the end. The end. And of course, because Derek is here, and it's our show, and we love it so much, we got to give you guys as we leave a taste of round three.
All right. Well, before we get into round three, Derek, one more thing I got to say about the Green Lantern here. Um, that the Dark Knight Rises teaser trailer was better than all of it? All of it put together. Humor me. Um, the uh, No, there's... It's the whole helicopter thing in superhero movies. Um, Superman the movie did it with the saving of the helicopter. Did it best, I think. Fantastic Four uh, 2. Fanta- I was Fantastic Four 2 had the whole helicopter situation. Um, Green Lantern helicopter situation. I'm sure that... Um, 1960s Batman. 1960s Batman with the... <laughs> and the shark repellent. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> yeah. bad shark repellent. Right, right, right. Um I didn't know helicopters were so common, I guess. And they're always crashing. There's no sense in having a helicopter. I'll never get in one after seeing these films. No, no, never, never, ever. Well, this is uh, this is round three time, Derek, so... Uh, this is your baby. No. <laughs> your thing. No, this is your thing. Okay, it's uh, our thing. <clears throat> no. Well, this can't be ours? No, it's yours. I kind of want this to be ours. Well, I wanted this show to be ours, but I keep getting told no there. <clears throat> well, if, if if the show hadn't taken on a mind of its own, <laughs> it'd probably be a whole Sentience. lot easier. Stop. <laughs> Pooping. <laughs> you and I are on a parks and recreation kick. <laughs> I typed uh, your symptoms into the thing here, and it said you may have network connectivity problems. Connectivity problems. <laughs> All right. Well, let's spin the wheel. <laughs> oh, oh, hello. It's kind of loud. I got that mic a little hot there. Sorry. That's new. What, the wheel? Yeah. Th- no, we've always had the wheel. Oh, okay. It's just now you won't pull up the darn um, topic, so I have to say what well, landed on number two. But I, I always spun the wheel and gave you the topics. No, I had the list of the topics, and you would say, Steve, it landed on number two, and I would say... Oh, well, hold on, let me hear here. Hold on, 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 hold on. <laughs> That's what I would say to you. <laughs> I don't ever remember that. Oh, okay. Okay, hold on. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so what did it land on, Steve? Landed on, landed on number two. Number two is coolest birth cake, birthday cake. Birth I cake. messed it up. Coolest birthday cake. <laughs> The coolest birth cake I ever had. Birth cake. <laughs> that just sounds gross. Um, <laughs> coolest birthday cake. Wow. Um, last year, or this past birthday, my sister, Becca, who you've met, um, uh-huh. she made me an R2-D2 cake. It looked Why like have, a... It looked like I a, never seen this? Uh, IDK. It looked like a um, Lego R2-D2. Like, she did a f- fantastic job. Um, and I mean, like it was standing up, you know, had legs and everything. It was, it was a pretty neat little cake. Um, before that, when I was a kid, I used to get cool cakes all the time. I had an incredible Hulk cake one time and a Transformers cake. So, yeah. I don't remember having that many. I I remember really like my fifth or sixth, I had a Michelangelo. Yeah. Cake. Yeah. 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 Um, but I gotta say, my birthday this like, year was like the, it was a, it was a cake of the Sistine Chapel ceiling. Yes, exactly. Nice. The, the fingers <laughs> I'm about to touch. Um, <laughs> was that Michelangelo? Mom, this is so cool. Yeah, that was Michelangelo who did the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> now, if you'd have thrown out Leonardo, I'd have been like, oh no. 
or Raphael, I mean, Leonardo, I would have been like, oh, so it was the man? It was a naked man in a Which circle? Was really square? weird for a fifth yeah. birthday cake. <laughs> it, was in a, it was in a van. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> um, you, did you that? ever see the Dennis the Menace movie? Uh, yes. Like, it really wasn't good until the end when the guy kidnapped him and he had him in a van down by the river. And they were. You mean, you mean Christopher Lloyd? Yes. It wasn't good until Christopher Lloyd came in. Gosh. How and, many movies can say that? And kidnapped him. Yeah. But it um, just always kind of creeped me out. I'm like, wow, this really is a this grown man with a van and a kid. Ugh. And then there was you're the whole... Re- you're rethinking the whole situation. I now. am. And then there was the whole Mr. T episode where the kids got kidnapped in a van with no windows. And ever since then, anytime I see a van with no windows, it's not like a business van. It's not Mario. I'm like, well, that's a kidnapping Mr. van. Mr. T episode. What, what, uh, you mean A-Team? No, Mr. T, the cartoon on Saturday mornings. Oh, God. I don't remember oh, that at all. Mr. T. I remember the... I remember the different strokes episode that was really awkward. <laughs> the bike shop. With the bike shop. <laughs> yeah, that. Stay the heck away from that bike shop. I still don't like to think about that episode. That's one of those things where they, my Atlanta, they make the old, they make the mistake of just taking things too far in sitcoms sometimes. Yeah. Stay the heck away from that bike shop. Yeah, and stop. Stop. You were going to say something about last year's birthday? This, this, this year, this, um, this past two birthday? months ago. Oh, two months ago when we didn't do anything for your birthday cake. Becca made a cake. Oh, okay. Yeah. The farewell shoe cake. I consider that to be a birthday yeah. cake. <clears throat> well, it was. And happy. And it was good. That was a good cake. My Atlanta, that was a good cake. The best part of that cake, though, was still the whole... The other three guys are going on and on about the finale, and there's this whole six minutes of you and I going, oh, crap, we didn't get a picture. You're piecing together. Stop. <laughs> yeah, we, we, and what I love Why is... Why are you playing I'm that? I'm sorry, over? I don't mean to. <laughs> my my mouse has earthy. a mind of its own. Things are just becoming sentient today that has no business being sentient. Um... No, like, the <laughs> we were sitting there on that l- l- show we used to do, and the other three guys were talking about it, and we're like, this is really good cake, man. Mm-hmm. You guys try any? Th- hey, did you guys try any of this? Hey. So, yeah, that was good times. Fun times on your birthday at my house. But on the live show, you can't really hear us because we were whispering. Right. But I ended up using the audio from, from the our, from our end. Yeah. Which is very loud, um, and I, I still have not gone back to listen to it. But I saw about twenty comments on that post of people going, "Wow, they were really worried about that cake." They have no idea because you couldn't hear Joe in them. No, no, over, they, over us. They had it's, it's like it's seriously like six minutes of us going, "Oh God, we got a piece of here. Can we just, here, give me your piece, and we'll just piece." <laughs> and the whole time, though, I'm still just munching down on it. Like I don't think it's any good. Um, I'm getting really excited for that episode to come out. I'll tell you that. I much. am too. <sighs> Whenever that happens. Whenever that happens, bug Graham Hancock. Um, no, do not. Bug no, Graham. do not bug Graham Hancock. So, uh, well, let's spin it again. See what we get here. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Pooping. 
<laughs> We've turned into some d- sadistic morning radio show now yeah. with all the sound effects. All right, it landed on uh, number three, Derek. <clears throat> number three, which, which is a funny story that leads into number three. We realized the first time we did this when we brought round three back into Geek Out Loud. Yeah. We, we merged the two. We merged them. We realized that... Um, Peanut butter and chocolate. The entire thing we did... Was SmackDown, Steric SmackDown, Split Decision. Standoff. Wait, standoff, SmackDown, Split Decisions. Something. <laughs> Throwdown, Hoedown. Which it had been, Hoedown. Which it had been so long since we had done it, I was sitting there thinking all of them were versus topics. I'm sorry, did like, Hoedown capture your imagination or something? What, do what now? I said Throwdown, Hoedown. You go, Hoedown. Hoedown. <laughs> Just continue on talking. I don't know why that called me as funny, but it did. Anyhow, <laughs> proceed. Um... That I realized we did all three topics that as verses. And then yes. Then, yeah. And I was listening to it all round three, and I was like, we didn't do that. That was that was Friday. Right. We did that. So, <sighs> But so now the plan is to try to, as an homage to Steric's throwdown. Smackdown. Smackdown. Sp- split decision. Yeah. Steric's. <laughs> it's been, it hasn't been that long. I forget. Steric well, I never off. knew what we called it anyway. Um. Derek Standoff, SmackDown, Split Decision Fridays. Throwdown, Hoedown, Showdown, Showcase Showdown. Football. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we, uh, so now we're going to do kind of an homage to that every time we do a round three and have so the one. The first two topics will be. Well, we'll have one topic that's a versus. Well, the topics one and two will be topics, and the third topic will be the versus. Right. And we're on said third topic, which is. Uh, funnel cakes versus corn dogs in a battle of the fair foods. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I hate funnel cakes. <gasps> Get out! They really? make me feel like death. You are kidding me. Warmed over death. That's that. That's shocking. Let me give you the the, the flip side to that though. And I have never met anybody else. That has this problem other than Tucker Colburn. Hmm. Tongue depressors? I have, uh, let, let's back up. I have a horrible gag reflex. I mean, you, you know that just by seeing the, the wind, the spin, the, the wheel spin. Right. I, I started. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, just off the bat, I have a terrible gag reflex. But um, tongue depressors, popsicle sticks, Corn dog. I, I hate I, the, that taste of wood. Right, but we're not. But you said funnel cake. You said you hate funnel cakes. I did, and now I'm giving you the flip side. But funnel cakes don't have a stick in them. No, they just taste like death. <gasps> You've never had a good funnel cake, then. Powdered sugar, death. Mm. Love it. Are you eating one right now? No, I wish I was though. I hate them. Because I'm going to tell you, if you're going corn dogs versus funnel cakes, I'm going funnel cakes every time. It's, it's corn dog. Corn dog wins. By the, you know, and by the way, <clears throat> it really was a split decision. Speaking of corn dogs, mm. um, one of the funniest bits in the world to me, and I know there are some people who don't think he's funny because they don't appreciate the blue-collar comedy stuff, but have, I know you've heard Bill Ingvall talk about the dork fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dork fish? I was just swimming along thinking, what's a corn dog doing under the water? <laughs> and I ate it because I love corn dogs, and here I am. <laughs> it's 
good bit. It's a good bit. It's a really good bit. Stop. <laughs> Pooping. <laughs> I'm gonna get a laugh one way or the other. Uh, Derek, the final final topic of round three. Dick. Really, I can't. I don't understand how you ate funnel cakes. Hate funnel cakes. How do you feel about waffles? <clears throat> love waffles. What about pancakes? Love love pancakes. What about? Uh, have you ever been to like a Chinese restaurant buffet and they have those sugar covered dough balls? Well, you know, most people know that I don't like Chinese food, mm. but I come visit you and you take me to a Chinese <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> hey, that roasted chicken is awesome. Don't. Don't it was t- all right. <gasps> but we sat down. And Steve's like, what are you going to get? And I'm like, y- you know I don't eat Chinese food, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> now, now I know. Late. So next time you come, guess where we're going? Chinese restaurant. The Chinese restaurant. Um, I don't know if you know, but I'm not coming back to Hazel. <laughs> oh, well, that's sad. That kinda, You're coming here. Well, we'll see. You said you were going here for vacation. Oh, maybe. I told you maybe. It depends. There, uh, okay. there are factors right. involved. Sorry. Uh, never mind. So You're coming uh, here for the Muppet movie? Yeah, that's what we talked about is trying to get out that way for the Muppet movie. But that's around Thanksgiving. That is Thanksgiving. Yeah. Your family you're don't... going to spend Thanksgiving with me. Mm, okay. Fa- but anyway. Uh, okay. Um, the moral of that story was, I don't eat Chinese <laughs> Or funnel cakes, apparently. It's just a it's a learning process today with Derek they Russell. They taste right. What do you mean they don't taste right? How are they supposed it's to taste? Weird. Mm. I, I don't know. Did they don't look good either. Oh, they look amazing. They're like endless knots of nothing but fried dough. Waffle dough and you know waffle mix basically. Just Pancake give me a batter. waffle. Just Pancake cook the batter. waffle and put syrup on it. It's not the same. It's you different. It, everything's better deep fried. The waffle kind, yeah. Have you ever had like a fried Oreo or a fried Snicker bar or a fried Twinkie? Yeah, I haven't. Oh, what was in there? <laughs> <laughs> the maple kind. Um, okay, the final topic today is worst sitcom neighbor. <laughs> It's a broad topic. <laughs> um, am I starting? Yeah, There's so many to choose from. Yeah, it is. There is. There is. The Urkel. You've got Urkel. Yeah, you've got um, Urkel. Yeah, I think I think you kind of go to Urkel. There's uh, what was the chick's name on um, Full House? Oh, I was. I think my my number one pick is going to be Kimmy Gibbler. Really? Yeah. <laughs> She was just annoying. <clears throat> yeah, I, I always think of Mrs. Lockmonic. But but is she terrible? I mean, is she's she not. She, well, she's so nosy. And it's like, and it always stresses. Well, I mean, it, it would be Gladys Kravitz. Uh, I know. I don't know who that is. Uh, uh, bewitched. Oh, okay. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. I I just Mrs. Lockmonic always stressed me out as a kid because it's like she's gonna see Alf. She's gonna see him. What about like? Um, Buddy on on Charles in Charge. I did You know, I don't remember. I don't know that I've ever beyond the opening credits. I don't know that I've remember anything from Charles in Charge. So there, that is. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's in charge of our days and our nights. <laughs> yes, which is kind of creepy when you think about it. Giggity. Um, <laughs> uh, but there is Kramer. A, Kramer is. Oh, but I love Kramer though. But yes, he is—he's a, a terrible neighbor. Um, I do love Kramer. I do love Kramer. The, Ramey in the early who? Ramey. Ramey. Yeah, your your crevice. 
Um, yeah. In the well, uh, except he's real. <laughs> in the uh, Kravis is real. In the um, what about Boner? Uh, from was he the neighbor though? On who's the boss? Yeah, he was a neighbor. I didn't think he was a neighbor. I just thought he was Mike's friend. No, he was a neighbor. Um, in the early seasons of Friends, you had the downstairs neighbor, Mr. Heckles. That they beat him with the broomstick. He, yes, the, he was. Yeah. He was always telling him to be quiet and everything. And when they lost the cat, he's like, "That's my cat." Yeah. Mr. Feeney. Uh, no, I think Mr. Feeney was a great neighbor. Uh, I would want to live next door to my teacher. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily want to either, but. He always had such wisdom to give and everything. Like Wilson on Home oh, Improvement. I was going to say Wilson. A, he was a the, good neighbor. Yeah, he, he would be a good neighbor. You know. Um, people are screaming at their iPods right now. What about... Talk about him. Talk about Schneider from One Day at a Time. Or, or Eight is a... No. Eight, no, what was that that he was, was on? One Day at a Time, wasn't it? Was it One Day at a Time? With, it was the movie. It was the show with Valerie, Valerie Bertinelli. No, that's not One Day at a Time. <clears throat> Now maybe it is one day at a time. One day at a yeah, time. Yeah, it's Schneider. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Schneider. <clears throat> Were there... Um, he was always doing dastardly deeds. Yeah, he was... Uh, Lenny and Squiggy weren't neighbors on Laverne and Shirley. I don't think they were. No. Winnie Cooper? Winnie... Oh. She's awesome. How is that a bad neighbor? I'm just thinking of neighbors now. Yeah. Did you watch Married with Children? Uh, Ernest is probably not a good neighbor to have. <laughs> I don't ever remember. He never lived next door to Vern, though, or anything. I thought they were in the commercials and everything. It always, I always got the feeling. No, I think he just came over. <laughs> that Vern was his neighbor. <laughs> I always got the feeling that Vern was his neighbor. Hey, Vern. Um, I told every, Vern everything he knows about astrophysics. If if we're going to branch out from TV shows, which I guess I've just done, um, get into the movies, the boy from the first Toy Story. <laughs> Sid? Yeah. Do you know he's in the third one? Is he? He's the garbage man. Really? He's wearing the same t-shirt. I did not know that. I didn't realize that was Sid. Hmm. Well, that's what happens when you blow up your toys, children. You become garbage man. <clears throat> not there's anything wrong with that. So you didn't watch Married with Children? Uh, no, I never really watched Married with Children. I was going to say the Darcys were, were pretty bad neighbors. They were like the rich, snobby neighbors, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Or they acted like they were. Yeah. Um... The Cosbys didn't have any neighbors, really. That river. No. Person. I'm going to have to go with Kimmy Gibbler. I, I've got to stick with Mrs. Ockmonic, I guess. because Ned she, Flanders? Because of the stress she gave me. Ned Flanders. <laughs> Quagmire? <laughs> Poor old Flanders. I always feel bad for Flanders. Uh, Quagmire's pretty good, I guess. Yeah. There's got to be more annoying ones than that. Well, it's a staple in sitcoms. Charlie on Empty Nest. Gosh, I you know what? I barely remember Empty Nest. I just, well, they lived next door to the Golden Girls, but on the other side there was... Mm. there was. Uh, Did they the live si- next door to the Golden Girls? Yeah, it spun off from that. I didn't know that was a spinoff of the Golden Girls. I remember yeah. it came on the same night. Sondra from 227. Mary. I don't remember 227 that much. That was the one with the... Yeah, I do remember. Okay, okay. I get that in Amen mixed up. Amen. <laughs> Sherman Helmsley. That's right. <laughs> well, could you count the Jeffersons before they moved on up? Or would the Bunkers have been the annoying they neighbors next on next door to, to Archie Bunker? Right. Yeah. 
or would the bunkers have been the neighbors there that you didn't want even Archie though the bunker would be there. the neighbor you wouldn't want to be around I would think in that scenario stop <laughs> pooping <laughs> what about Andy when he moved out of uh, um, oh Rashida Jones what's her name uh, Karen Filippelli no, on on Parks and Rec. Oh, um, Ann. Yeah, Ann Perkins. Ann Perkins, um, yeah. When, when, <laughs> when Andy moved out of Ann's house, but down in the pit. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's wearing a suit in there, he's sleeping. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I just, I always go, because I don't really, sitcoms have changed so much. They have. It seems like. Like, I some I found myself watching The Big Bang Theory the other night, which I haven't really watched any of. And mm-hmm. is the good-looking chick that she doesn't... She's not on the show anymore, is she, from across the hall? Yeah, she's still there. Oh. She wasn't in the episode I saw. Not that I noticed. She broke her leg at one point. <clears throat> in real life? Yeah, and had to miss a few episodes. Well, that's horrible. Well, it happens. Bless her heart. So you're going to stick with Kimmy from Full House. Kimmy Gibbler. What about uh, Cody from Step by Step? Was that his name? The guy from the American in, Ninja sequels? In the van? Oh, yeah. he lived in a van? He wasn't a neighbor. He was a nephew. Nephew, that's right. That's right. I'm running out of ideas here. There's got to be more. Gotta be more. Anything? I got you, nothing. I got nothing. I get stuck on Mrs. Akmonic. Did you Google it? <clears throat> I did not Google it. Well, let's taking it to the streets. Sometimes, sometimes when taking we'll... it to the streets. Mm. Worst sitcom <laughs> neighbors. Taking it to the streets. Oh, Somebody all, knows the lyrics to that song. These are all. <laughs> these are all just. It just brings up worst sitcoms. That might be fun to peruse. Real quick. I don't have much time. Uh, <clears throat> what worst sitcoms ever? Yeah, without Veronica's, uh, without Veronica's closet, without commentary, they say Veronica's closet. Uh, Charles in Charge is number twenty-four. The Nanny is number twenty-three. Hate that show. Webster is number twenty-two. I don't know how I feel about that? All American Girl. Twenty-one. Uh, num- number I remember that Margaret Show. Number twenty. Babes. Number twenty is Babes. Babes. That one. Mister Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere? I think that's a that's a farce. Family Matters at number eighteen. Oh, the Ropers from Three's Company were the best. I don't remember all, the Ropers, but that's the a spin-off. spinoff. No, but they were bad neighbors on Three's Company. Life on a Stick. Well, so what was um? Oh, what was Don Knotts' character's name? He was the Ropers' brother. Wouldn't he been Ropers too? No, he was her brother. Oh, I don't remember. But Don Knotts is great. Oh, what was his name? Uh, uh. Oh, screw it. IMDb it, man. You're right there. 
Um, it's You're a, right there. It's a Living's number 15. I don't remember that. I'm still looking at those list with you. I don't want to get to that yet. Shasta McNasty, number 14. Number 13, George, starring George Shasta Foreman. Shasta McNasty? Number 12. Harry and the Hendersons was a series? Yeah. Never heard of it. Number 11, We've Got It Made? I don't even know what that was. Never heard of it. Number, All they could find was a TV Guide cover. Number 10, Double Trouble? Again, nothing. Number nine, Perfect Strangers. I didn't think that was a bad comedy. Perfect Strangers was a fantastic show, and 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 screw this website for saying otherwise. Number eight, they've got listed as My Two Dads. I have that on DVD. It's a Paul Reiser breakout show there. Number seven, Baby Bob. What is Baby Bob? I, I don't, oh wait, did he talk? Yes, yeah, Baby. Talks. Baby that talks with a little CGI that. magic. Mama's family. Mama's family. Number six. Who hates Mama's family? You are not an American if you have <laughs> mom's family. <laughs> Number five, Cavemen, the short-lived uh, Fox show. Number four, whoops. <laughs> it's just a picture of a bomb going off. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I got to see what this is it, about. Kids accidentally set off a nuclear missile and the Russians counterattack. Result, the world population is destroyed except for six people left to live on a farm. How is that the a narrative? sitcom? The narrator, an ex-school teacher, a feminist, a stockbroker, a homeless person, and a pathologist. Came on the Fox Network in 92. That sounds like a Fox comedy try. Yes, um, dear. Yes, dear. Now, see, I enjoy Yes, dear. I, some of those were... I remember laughing. I got, well... Jean uh, Louisa Kelly. The... the um, Kim? Yes. Little crush on her. Oh, my lantern. I feel you on that one. Uh, Homeboys in Outer Space? I remember Homeboys in Outer Space. Begin- <gasps> Small Wonder is the number one hated sitcom of all time? <laughs> what? How is that possible? Oh my gosh. He's the most hated. My head just blew up. <laughs> we just came to that at the same time. <laughs> my head just exploded. How do, you, how do you hate Small Wonder? Oh my gosh. <laughs> they hate it. No way. There's no way. It's the number one most hated show. Oh, there's no way. Now, Harriet, the little red-headed girl on, um, on that show, she was a bad little neighbor to have. <laughs> I can't believe that that's the number one. <laughs> it just irks me so bad. I used to love watching that mess because it came on like super early on Saturday morning sometimes when I'd wake up and it'd be on before cartoons, and I just always enjoyed it. <laughs> it's small wonder. <laughs> Where are they now? That's it. I'm going to start reaching out to the small wonder cast. Small wonder podcast. And have them on the. I'm going to have them on the show. Small wonder podcast. No, I'm just going to try to have yeah an episode. I think we should do small wonder podcast. <laughs> uh, just a whole a podcast just... devoted to small wonder. Yeah, like a whole show, a whole new show. Why not? You know, I don't understand that, and I'm not poking fun at any of our listening audience, Robin Burge. But w- why do a podcast on Derek? Show this shows on over? this shows on DVD. Small wonder. Yeah, yeah, I know. I did, I would, did not. Oh, <laughs> yes, you did because we talked about Netflix and that crap. I don't remember that, but by God, I'm about to. It was when Lost for Lunch was going on, and I said, "Look, oh. you're going to get ready. It's going to be Small Wonder for lunch soon." Oh, okay. Well, by George. Regardless. Regardless. Irregardless. <clears throat> Hypothetically. <laughs> Small wonders number one. 
can't believe that. Okay, wait, go back. <laughs> that just irks me so bad. I don't even remember what I was about <laughs> to say. I'm so mad now. You're talking about po- podcast of shows that are already over. Yes. So Robin's got a, uh, a podcast on one of my favorite shows of all time. It's probably top ten favorite shows, which is Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. I don't think you've ever watched it. No. Yes, we've taken it here now. And and I just don't understand. And I'm, I'm not knocking it because I haven't listened to it. I don't understand what there is to talk about. I don't. I don't either. You just talk about the episode, or I, I guess you go episode, and by then you episode. move to the next one. Hey, do you, do you break in the summer? I. <laughs> I guess you just take it at your own sweet time. Do you, do you take a few months off? I mean, nobody's really clamoring for it because I mean, it's like you can go watch the episode. Um, here's a here's a quick list of five wacky sitcom neighbors from Cracked.com. Did you ever buy Cracked magazine back in the day? No, I did. I I bought Cracked like it was Cracked, man. I'm not. I I, I want to go back and, and and make sure Robin and his co-hosts, whoever they may be, I don't know who he's doing the show with. Now that I'm not making fun, I just no, don't. Understand. I, I I need to better understand. Maybe I need to listen to it. That's well, you know, people asked us <clears throat> to go back with that other show that we did and just start from season one. But is that more about us than the show? I don't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was going to say no to that. But I'm just saying, I don't see, I don't, I could not do it. The value. Right. Um, I don't understand. Buddy from Charles in Charge. I've already said that. Yeah. Um, Urkel, I'm just reading the list. Urkel from Family Matters. Kramer, we mentioned. Wilson, we mentioned. Larry from Three's Company. I don't really remember Three's Company all that well, so. Three's Ten, Company was one of those Nick and Knight ones for me. Ten best TV sitcom neighbors. This is from HolyTaco.com. Holy Taco. Holy Taco Batman. And it's not loading up. Holy Rocks Batman. Oh, here we go. Uh, Marcy yeah, Darcy. Holes in them. You, as you mentioned, uh, Married with Children. Um, Boners to Bone. You mentioned Winnie Cooper. You mentioned Kramer. Once again, we've mentioned Mr. Feeney. You mentioned. Look at you, man. Uh, Buddy from Charles in Charge again. Flanders. You mentioned Wilson. We mentioned uh, Kimmy Gibbler, who was your number one most annoying neighbor. Is is there Steve Urkel? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy, man. I think we covered the bases. I can't think of any other bad ones. <clears throat> Horrible TV neighbors, maybe. Maybe we can. We can. The seven worst neighbors of TV and film. Let's see what this list brings us. Eddie Haskell. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and the Intimidator. I never Where saw that. Where are you at there? What did you do? Uh, this, this is the seven worst neighbors of TV and film. Hold on. Seven worst. Oh, wait. No, the, the, not the Intimidator. That's just. They're labeling him the Intimidator. The film was Lakewood Terrace. Yes, that he was. Oh my Lanta! Did you see that movie? Yeah, the, the, the racist one. Yeah, I've never hated Samuel L. Jackson as much as I hated him in that movie. Let's see what the next one is. The Menace. Dennis the Menace from. He, you know what he 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 does qualify, I guess, as a neighbor. It depends on who you're looking at. Maybe Mr. Wilson's the the bad neighbor. Poor Mr. Wilson. 
See, I remember the old Dennis the Yeah, me too. The black and white. Yeah. 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 With two yeah. different Mr. Wilsons on. That's on DVD now, man. Wow. Yeah, I know. I saw that in the story. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Let's see number three is. Beverly Hillbillies, man. Now that's just they live next door to the Drysdales. Yes. That's mean. Yeah. That's profiling. And that's wrong. Um the one of the desperate housewives women there. Yeah. Yeah, I never really watched. Don't watch that watch. show. What? Okay, number five's wrong. They're saying that the Griswolds. The Griswolds are terrible neighbors. Well, I mean, you think about when Eddie shows up. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't you don't you start getting attached to it because it's going with us when we leave here next month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just fine, Clark. What about uh, what about Shia, he went kind of crazy? Shia LaBeouf and Disturbia, Disturbia, which I never saw, which uh, was a weak remake of Rear Window. Yeah, the Grumpy Old Men from Grumpy Old Men. Those movies are actually really funny. Yeah, but they're dead. Yeah. Mm. Mm. The original Odd Couple. Yep. Fun times. Wow, that wasn't as good as I thought of it. There was no, no TV in there, was there? No. Well, there was the yes. Which one? Oh, I Desperate House. Oh, Beverly Hillbillies. Mm-hmm. Dennis the Menace. That's even though he had a picture of. So I'm not a f- fan of that list. So Vicky hadn't worked in Hollywood since like 1991. We got to get her on the show. Teen win loser draw back in the 80s. <gasps> she was a voice on the Adventures of Teddy Ruxpin. I had the thing that. She was the, a voice in the Ewok adventure. You put the tape in, and he talks to you? You remember those Teddy Ruxpins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Shane and I took over Tangent, we filmed a bit. I had one of those. And we um, we were going to go back. We had put the tape in him, and he started talking, and we were going to go back and dub over and interview him on Tangent and ask him what he was wearing and everything. That's terrible. Um, yeah, it never came to fruition. She was a voice on the Ewok Adventure movie. Hey, was she a voice on the Ewok Adventure movie? Listen, you know that captures my imagination, so shut your mouth, man. (laughs) We've got so much to talk to Tiffany Brissett about. So we just need to put that out there now? Yes. We need her on the show. Yes. Soon. She received a bachelor's degree in psychology from a prestigious college in California to become heavily involved with children and young adults as a counselor in San Diego. Hmm. Well, look at there. Well, she's just... 19 freakiest movie and TV neighbors. What you got? Nothing that I know of. I mean, it's some really random choices here. There's Lakeview Terrace again. Michael Keaton from Pacific Heights. Sid from Toy Story. Oh, Buffalo Bill from to the Lambs. Yeah, well, yes. Ugly naked guy. <laughs> Who we never saw. How did we leave out huh. Big Fat Ugly Naked Guy? Yeah, there was one episode where you actually see him. Just Ross kind of goes over the, and talks to him. Yeah, but you only see him from the back. Well, remember, I mean, did you want to see him from the front? No, I'm just saying, like, you don't... 
<laughs> Ross hugs him. Like, he, he applauds him. He's trying to get a, a, a house over there. One of the apartments. <sighs> Not seeing too many more here that are... The house from Monster House. I never saw Monster House. When I was a kid, I was a huge fan of Small Wonder in the same way I loved Gummy Bears and Camp Candy. Do you remember Camp Candy, that cartoon? Yes. Tell John Candy? Yes. Tiffany Brissett, the underrated and sadly typecast Vicky the Robot. She was adorable, funny, and strangely, for a child that age, completely Oscar-worthy of her performance as Vicky. Thank you! Oscar-worthy. Wow. Hmm. <clears throat> Oh, old man Marley from Home Alone. Yeah, but he ended up being really nice. Yeah, but you didn't know that. Okay, we're going to reach out to Tiffany Brissett somehow. And, um... Oh, the bur everybody in the Burbs. Which is a fantastic movie. She's got a Facebook page. Like a... Like a real one? Or no, like it's a, a fan page. <laughs> but it's a start. <laughs> uh, it's a start. Well, let's wrap it up, Derek. As soon as you find her, we will. We're not stopping until we find her. We're not stopping until we find her? All right, well, I didn't even think about searching on Facebook. What's her name? Tiffany Brissett. Spell it. B R I S S E T T E. Lot of lot of um. Geek out loud. We've we've come to a new low. She got a website. Oh, here's one with no picture and it's private. I bet that's her. Yeah, because nobody else could have that name. Well, no, there's one other. But there's a picture there, and so yeah. Where in the world is Tiffany Brissett? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna all of our Hollywood the hunt the hunt is on. Yes, all of our Call Brian Austin Green. Yes. Oh, I bet he could get in touch with her. He he worked with her. When did he really? That's the first thing you asked him on like one of those yes, episodes. That's right. He was on that show. He was on that show. Like three episodes. All right, that's it. Well, okay, we're going to wrap it up because I've got to get in touch with Brian. You just text BAG and tell him what the. Um, it, there's some clause in our contract that he has to help us get in touch with people that he's worked with. <laughs> that's right. Uh, dear Brian, could you please help us get in touch with Tiffany Brissett um, from Small Wonder? Yeah. The end. Send. God, yeah. <laughs> what if I did? What if I did that? Oh, he I would can do it. Hold on, we'll do it right now. Are you gonna do that crap? Don't do that crap. Should I? I know I'm scared. What's the He's worst scared. that could happen? I text him all the time. I don't text him all the time. Do you really? When I text Mosley, I accidentally click his name first. Oh, I'm so scared of texting him. Why? You've texted him before. I know, but I. It, it just makes He's, me scared. He called you while you were in bed one night. He did. That's the first time he ever called me. It was really weird and exciting. <laughs> Get out, everybody. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, like Brian Austin Green called, huh? Come on. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Stop. 
he called me up, and I and I just went nuts, and he was all like, "Stop <laughs> pooping." <laughs> Okay, it's time to say goodbye. Yes, please, please, please email us at geekoutonline at gmail.com. That's geekoutonline at you gmail.com. You need to email us. Yes. Options for Steve's avatar? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, uh, I'm trying to get a new Twitter avatar, not for the Geek Out Loud Twitter, because apparently that's going to do what it wants to do. Yeah, um, but for my own personal Twitter account, uh, I'm trying to, I'm thinking what I need for a new avatar. So help us out with that. At geekoutonline at gmail.com. Twitter is twitter.com forward slash geekoutloud. Facebook.com forward slash geekoutloud. Plethora of ways to get in touch with us, and we'd love to hear from you any way you can. So, Round um, three topics. Yes, we definitely need round three topics. So, um, What are you wearing? No, no, none of that What's Steve wearing? No, Derek, no. this is a family-friendly what? show. Like, in a good We always asked that. No, we don't. Then. No, we don't. No, the other show we did. Oh, yeah. I forget about that show. We never had it in a bad way. It's tied up in legal. Uh, most things are. Yeah. <clears throat> most things that Steve does just <laughs> gets tied Legality. up in legal. Yeah. We all get messed um, up. There was something. Maybe we should use our uh, change our avatars to um, something specific from Shoe 175. That Well, let's just hear from the people. From the opening. Let's hear from the people. I, well, I thought I was good. I was down with that until we got shot down. By the way, by Damien. Yeah, yeah. That jerk. Um, real quick, Derek. I, I know how you don't like to break character when we get into a bit, uh-huh. and but I'm going to have to do this. Okay. Because I've had several little messages and questions on the Facebook, on the on the Twitter, and even an email or two. Um, no, things aren't really tied up in legal issues with oh, that other yeah. show. <laughs> um, <laughs> Somebody was actually DMing me about that last night. That just listens to the show. I don't. I don't know her, but uh, very well. But she, she was like, "Why? What is the deal?" Bless her heart. Well, I'm starting to think maybe we're not funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, it. that's true. That's probably what it is. Well, we get so caught up in in playing a role. I think you know we're very method. That's Civil War. We're so oh. me- yes, that's true. Think back to the, think back to all the things we failed miserably. We're, we're really devoted to the cause. Um. No, we 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 just we wanted to do all new jokes, so we kind of put the past in the past, and yeah, and we're I mean, moving forward. We still haven't heard from Edna. No, no, Brenda's not doing too good though. I'm getting worried. I'm getting worried about Edna. Um, <laughs> she's enjoying her new life. But for those of I'm you, I'm telling you, you will find out all about it. She won seventy five. That's right. Yes, all your questions will be answered. And we for caught those, up with Edna. Yeah, <laughs> for those of you who uh, miss it terribly, we'll just do this real quick. Giltac. <laughs> so. Yeah, I almost wonder if, like, we need when Shoe One Seventy Five gets released, we need to go back and do a geek out loud, like behind the scenes. I of think that, yes, I think that'll be good. I think that'll be a lot of fun. We we'll do that. So and and just say, okay, this is what was going on here. Okay, this was five forty five in the morning. Hey, I say right let's here. just I say let's just plan on doing that. <laughs> that okay, that's an episode planned. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. By that so, time, it'll be out of legal. Yeah. We've got so much else coming down the pipe there. You know, we've talked one movie so far this summer. We've got several more to discuss. Uh, I've got a special guest coming in to talk Harry Potter uh, in several Ooh. weeks. Uh, you Did you ever meet Casey from back in the day? Casey. She was one of the first chicks to ever be on goal. So. Is, she, is she, like, out of the group of Twitter people we started? No, no. Oh. No, she's she's actually someone I know from real life. 
Oh, uh, so, that's yeah. never good. Yeah, I married she and her husband. Um, married her and her husband back say, in you Christmas. Them. They're already married. Yeah, no, no. I perform. I officiated at their oh. wedding back uh, before Christmas. So, um, but anyhow, she'll be coming on in a few weeks to talk some Harry Potter. We've still got to talk Thor, X Men. Um, I have no desire to be on the Harry Potter episode. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. To right. Begin with. See, I know, and so that's why I got someone else who would like. Thanks to for talk. running it by me. Jeez. <laughs> You wanted to be us. Such a failure. I Stop. I failed at life. I'm such a failure. Stop pooping. It's not that funny. I don't know why we're laughing at it. All right. Well, Derek, you got anything else? I really did. No, I typed your symptoms up here and said you had network connectivity. Connectivity problems. We'll see you on the next episode of Geek Out Loud. See you guys. Look at you signing off. <laughs> you were just going to keep it going. We'll see you on the next episode of Geek Out Loud. That was so good. Why didn't I ever think of that in all the years that I've done this? What did you? What do you usually say? I don't know. See you later. Bye, guys. See you next it's time. It's like an awkward date. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you just run away. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> your arms down by your side, just run it. <laughs> Call Get me. the car fast. <laughs> See you like guys. Start to leave for the for the kiss, but geek out loud and went back, and you kept took off down the steps. Okay, bye. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> or don't. Up to you. Don't bye. Care. Whatever. Hey. Whatever you want to do. Next right. day, he got loud, opens his window, and Steve's out there with a boombox over there. <laughs> Hell, man. <laughs> I just raised my arms like everyone can see me do it. <laughs> we gotta yeah, but go. you're just holding up your iPod <laughs> touch. <laughs> you really don't get the same you, point across. Can you hear that? Do you want to you share my headphones here? <laughs> it doesn't really get as loud. It really? <laughs> oh, man. All right, well. Um, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode of Geek Out Loud. <laughs> He's made a breakthrough, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's amazing.